G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in the wide world of sport, smash a few Mark Stubby Taylors and dribble on uh, about nothing really in particular. Sports. <laughs> the sports. The sports teams. A general theme of sports. The sports teams playing against the other sports teams. But alas... It has been a big week in sport. Uh, the NRL and AFL finals pictures are starting to take shape. Uh, we think that the top eight has been probably decided in the NRL, and I think there's nine teams alive in the AFL. Manchester United, one of the richest football clubs in the world, early trouble after two games in the EPL, plus Barca getting away with some of their dodgy books. The NFL is back, baby, sort of, preseason. Not many <laughs> starters, not too many injuries. Really Touch count. wood through week one of the preseason, plus... Sean's NFL fantasy files. We've already looked at quarterbacks. We've already looked at running backs. We've already looked at uh, rookies. Now we're going to have coming up. Now we're going to have a look at the wide receivers. Uh, check out Sean's insight into who you should draft and avoid in the wide receiver group for 2022. Plus a final round where we will preview the big UFC 278 for next week. A little bit of F1 and fight news chat. Please remember we have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you like or if you're nuts about all things, just all sports, listen to the whole thing. We do have some socials uh, that you can consider subscribing to. We'd like to start off the show by shouting a beer. Uh, yeah. Monks, this, this bloke's got 100 million <laughs> reasons to have a beer. Uh, who are you shouting? And, uh, and run us yeah. through the story, please. Um, yeah, so this week I'm going to shout Cam Smith a beer. Um, so, by all accounts, rumoured to be making the switch across to the Saudi-led um, Live Golf Series. Mm. So, rumours are that he's reportedly going to sign a contract for upwards of $143 million. AUDs. AUDs, yeah. It's about $100 um, million US. Yep. Crazy money. So Fucking lot of money, a lot yeah. of money. I was going to ask what's his current price money at. Like, uh, I was having a look at this the other day. I, d- I don't think it's I th- <laughs> No, it's not. I think his like, total career might be about 16 yeah. mil in yeah. prize money. I'll, I'll chase that, I'll chase that one up. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah, but, um, but another big scalp for the PGA. Uh, that's it. Yeah, losing you know, the yeah. most recent major winner and, and a big loss for, I think, for Australian golf fans of, you know, Regular mm. PGA golf. Uh, uh, it might yeah. be a, a maybe because I it's think there's been a lot of legal action mm. happening where they're, they're trying yeah. to, you know, stay the ban that the PGA has put on them. Mm-hmm. So there's a few um, of those like fringe players in the live who have been dropped since other players have moved across and they're trying to um, get back into the PGA, but PGA said no. And I think they're trying to get a restraining order against the PGA. Yeah. A restraining um, order. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the judge who I guess was presiding over the hearing said, look, it's impossible. Like you moved across to live because you were getting paid all of this money, which you would have earned more, mm. which you are earning more than if you were in the PGA. So there's, don't you can't come, come crawl, crawl them back. Exactly. Don't <laughs> come crawling back yeah. here. You, you, but made, you made your bed and now you're yeah, going to sleep in it. it. Yeah. But there's also stories floating out as well that some of those golfers, I like those, um, you know, bottom tier that have been falling out. Haven't been getting paid mm. or paid as much as they thought they'd be getting. Um, yeah, Saudi so. oil tycoons not coming through <laughs> on their money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't believe it. I, know, I do right. not believe it. Um, Very yes. Barcelona esque. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about them a little bit later in the pod. Uh, Cam That's Smith's it. career earnings. Uh, 24.7 mil. So if he does sign mm. that contract, uh, well, that's four times his, his <laughs> career earnings. But yeah, Just uh, for showing up. So 
It's it's wild, it. and golf fans have probably got so. well. Traditional golf fans have probably got to be worried about the impact that uh, the live golf tournament and the big money thrown around is having. Uh, you know, scalping all these players. Uh, Tiger Woods famously, uh, you know, saying no to seven hundred million dollars to go yeah, across. Yeah, the rumors was yeah. it could have been as high as nine hundred. Like it was almost a billion dollars. That is <laughs> a crazy, obscene amount of money. And good on yeah. Tiger, I guess, for saying no to it. But also, if he, you know, if he if he if he signed that, if he signed that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tiger Woods in principles. How, yeah. <laughs> how good. Uh, the, yeah, the goat or arguable goat of golf saying no to that cash money. Uh, we yeah. we like to talk about rugby the, league. The, the, difference, the difference, I guess, for Tiger is he's probably got all those zeros already in his bank account. Already yeah. established. Yeah. But in my, uh, you know, 32 years on this planet, I've tended to notice that the more zeros people have in their bank account, generally the more they want. Mm. Uh, for whatever reason that might be. It might be one of those seven deadly sins. I'm not sure. However, uh, just to put that in rugby league terms, we're going to talk rugby league, obviously, in just a mm. second. I did yeah. see someone had crunched the numbers. If Tiger had taken the seven hundred million, the mm. seven hundred million, he could have uh, paid every single NRL's uh, player's salary, sixteen clubs, for five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of money. That's a fucking lot of money. That's a lot of it? money. But well, Cam Smith, one seventh of it. Uh, good on him. Uh, you, yeah. you can't really, you know, hate the bloke for for you know succumbing to to that amount of money getting thrown his way. But it will be interesting yep. to see how it plays out, given uh, you know not all these guys are, are no. reportedly getting uh, what they you know the money that they signed for yeah. and, and the PGA ramifications mm-hmm. of it all. Well, you talk about that. So as this news comes out, he's been copping a lot of heat from a lot of the spectators at the Memphis. Yep. Um, at the moment, so you um, sell out exactly, sell out, yeah, man. and mm. by all accounts, I mean, <laughs> yes, probably pretty for hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you do it? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it, like it's pretty hard to stand on yeah. your. On He'd your suck high a bag horse. of dicks for that kind uh, of money. For a hundred million, <laughs> the biggest bag, <laughs> the biggest bag. And yeah. look, if that's your cup of tea and you like doing that for free, hats yes. off to you yeah. as well. Hats off yes. to you. And probably, probably adding to the story as well. Like, I mean, probably putting the curse on him now. But if he walks away winning the Memphis, he's going to be world number one. Yeah, as well. So. Uh-huh. That's your biggest defector mm. across it's to across the um, live. So it's unprecedented times in, in the golf world. Yeah. It's well, final final question for on golf is the live to golf what T twenty is to cricket. Mm, yes and no. I think I think the the best cricket analogy would have been World Series cricket back okay. in the day. Okay, because because yeah, 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 yeah. World Series cricket was literally divergent. Like it was. That signed players and Kerry Packer and and you know the, yep. the money behind it mm-hmm. was taking players away from from the, whereas T Twenty cricket yeah I guess you can s- make an argument we'll talk about in a in a minute you know this UAE league that that's coming mm-hmm. up and that will be hundred as well then that'll be competing with with Big mm. Bash but I don't think it's the perfect analogy it's more like a, a World Series cricket or, or even Super yep. League uh, yeah. you <laughs> know ARL kind of feud yeah. where where it's literally two different you know competitions there's no yeah. interchangeability yeah you can't uh, play in one and exactly mm, mm, but having said that it's that obviously on steroids yeah you know yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. just an unprecedented amount of money being thrown around it's a it's a strange time in in uh in golf and and in mm. the world uh with with the amount of zeros that that's you know are getting thrown around but yeah. we'll see how that's it all it. plays out uh a, a few of the boys were saying well if Australia got a live golf tournament, you know, say one of the nice courses down in Melbourne or something, mm-hmm. uh, would you would you go to it? And I, I was thinking, oh, probably, <laughs> you know, like if it actually, um, you know, came down under and and you know we we're able to experience, uh, you know, some of it um, firsthand, yeah. maybe you would change your tune a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of money, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out over the next mm-hmm. few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the sustainability of paying all these players as much amount of yeah. money. Like I don't know what revenue they're generating. Exactly. But yeah. 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 
Maybe so. it's a way to wash wash the money. Outrageous outrageous claims here, Jason Bateman of, of Ozark fame, of washing money fame. Can you get get into my DMs and uh, and let mm. me know? Uh, yeah, I'm sure Jason Bateman is listening right now. But, <laughs> yeah, well, but it, it does, it, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Yeah, where does all this money come from? It doesn't seem sus- as like a sustainable business model. Mm. No. no, no, no. Yeah. Anyways, that's monkey's shadow beer. A long shadow beer, but yeah. it, it, uh, yeah. well, we covered it off. Cool. Generated some good. Covered discussion. a whole segment. Yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> I'll I'll keep mine uh, short and sweet. It did happen last week, but uh, Josh J Kennedy of West Coast Eagles fame of did. The West Coast Eagles or Carlton win the the Chris Judd, Josh Kennedy fame chat. Uh, He kicked eight goals in his last game last week. The West Coast Eagles had to order more merchandise to sell uh, Josh uh, Kennedy merchandise during the week. All the players were warming up in a a Josh Kennedy uh, shirt before the game and he went out and kicked eight. Uh, a great way to finish his career. Uh, I'm sure he's knocked a few back, a few of the West End. Of, no, no what, no, what am I talking about? West End's um, a few emu exports, emu. if you will, um, during the week. And, and congratulations on a stellar career, Joshua J. Kennedy. We might be talking a little bit about Joshua P. Kennedy later in the show. Sean, shouting a goat here. Uh, yes. Who you got? Yeah. Uh, Serena Williams. Um Announced through Vogue, I believe, an article in that. Um, she did a photo shoot for, 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 the, for the cover. Mm. Uh, that she's going to retire after the US Open, which begins later this month, which would be her 21st uh, attempt or for go around in mm. that tournament. Um, that, yeah, she's, I think the word she used is not retiring, but evolving, like transitioning into the next stage of her life. Which evolving. Is, yeah, which is... Next Pokemon. She's yeah, young yeah, into, the, into yeah. the next Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even my final form. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> War turtle is in the chat. That's some, that is some fucking nerdy shit right there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I can go one further. Are we going to call Serena Williams a Blastoise? Or? <laughs> we won't go that no. far. Uh, <laughs> is she the goat of women's tennis though? Because she won't catch Navratilova, I don't believe. I think no. Navratilova has more Grand Slams. Yes. yes. Definitely in the conversation. Two or Mark, one? Monks will chase, chase that up down the end. I, I think it's two. But I feel like it's two off the top of the head. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for modern tennis since um, the 90s. Um, and it's not Navratilova either, it's Margaret Court. Court Margaret Court, yeah. yes, the Australian. I was trying to figure out how you're figuring this out. But anyway. She got cancelled, bro. She got yeah, cancelled yeah. in my mind. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so that probably alludes, her, you know, ex- excludes her, sorry, from uh, goat chat. So. <laughs> <laughs> the caveat. Yeah, the, the caveat. caveat. She's Asterix, old. Asterix. She's Asterix. old and believes in different things to what we believe yes. these days. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to Serena. But, yeah, let's let's steer it away from the semi-political <laughs> yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah. Tw- 23 Grand Slam singles Keep politics out of short. For her. And, yeah, we'll hang, hang it up after dominating the last two oh, decades yeah. worth of tennis. Yeah, so. Pretty much the whole time that mm. we've been following tennis. I can mm. remember as a mm. youngster, you know, people like Martina Hingis being uh, yeah. on top of the, the, the female uh, tennis uh, world. But, yeah, essentially for the last 20 years, it's it's been the Serena Williams show. Monks, um, mm. did you get those numbers? Yes, yeah, so Margaret Court does have 24. Uh, Serena is on 23. Three, yeah, well, um, just the one. Just, just the one. Just one off. Oh. Yeah, she has 22. Williams uh, hasn't had a great year though so far with um uh what was her first round exit? Um How old is she? She must be 38, 39. Yeah, mid 30s. Had one or two kids, a fair few. Two. Two? But uh, either way, I think she had more business, more business 40. deals. 40, yeah. 40, yeah, yeah. Fair. yeah. Uh, more business deals I think in her future. 
Well, enjoy Definitely. the beer from down under Serena Williams. Uh, a man who has been enjoying his beers. These ones are yes. coming from the shoe variety. The Australian <laughs> shoey has, has sort of taken over the world uh, mm-hmm. in recent years. Daniel Ricciardo of F1 fame. Uh, Bam, yeah, Bam Shui Vasa um, in, in, uh, in the UFC likes drinking beers out of shoes. Uh, and this man who likes to drink beer out of a shoe... Uh, New Zealand Warriors fan Kaylee Gibbons, aka Roger Shuivasa Shek, has been banned for life from Mount Smart Stadium, the home of the New Zealand Warriors, for drinking beer out of a shoe to celebrate Warriors tries. And apparently, is quite good friends with Stacey Jones and some some of the uh, the <laughs> Warriors, uh, you know. Uh, in a circle, he often yeah. sits in front of the box, uh, hence getting on TV and being able to delete a few shoeies. Yep. And uh, they've come out and said, uh, "No, that's that's not promoting what we what we're all about." Uh, you, you're getting the the boot here, uh, Kaylee Gibbons. There, I did see there's been a a, a petition started. Uh, yep. I Had think over five thousand six. Five thousand, yeah, already. <laughs> so when I looked at it this morning, uh, I heard two and a half thousand. So obviously, uh, it's it's growing it exponentially. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people getting on the uh, the save Shuivasa Shek train. Uh, check that out um, if if you're interested in signing the petition to to keep him alive and uh, and in Mount Smart, in Mount Smart Stadium sculling beer out of a shoe. Mm. And thoughts? I, 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 yeah, we're talking about mop here, and I think it's a fair mop because you you know how this chat went down. Yeah, you know, win channel win or Fox sales gone them and gone. Hey, every time we cross to the Warriors uh, coach's box, uh, this dude's doing shoeies. You know, we're family friendly programming. Yeah, so you know, the Warriors have gotten the call on that fine. We'll ban him yeah, and they've banned yeah. him from that. Like blah blah blah. We used to yeah. be sponsored by cigarettes, now we get sponsored by alcohol well, and, and gambling and gambling companies. But <laughs> you drink a beer out of a shoe <laughs> and you're fucking out of yeah. here, son. Yeah. Live on TV is like, yeah. That's where we draw yeah. the line. That uh, is where we draw the line yes yeah, it's so a bit ridiculous isn't it so i think yeah. it's a huge fair mop uh in that regards for the nrl um for another week a few, few mops them. recently for the yeah. nrl from our, our show yeah we might have to count up the mops be, yeah be right if you can just get through the first 10 minutes of this show <laughs> times about 50 we might be able to uh, yeah. get, give you the yearly mop update yeah, that's it. Pretty like, crazy that they're just giving him a life ban. Life ban? Like, like, hey, guy, calm surely, down. Yeah, like. slap on the wrist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you sit over here instead so you're not on the yeah, camera? Yeah, or, you know, one week ban, Ricky Stewart fame, you week out <laughs> a dog. Have a uh, chat to him, but... Yeah, that's right. Nope. You can, no, life ban. Mm. The equivalent of throwing on a water bottle at a referee, so... Yeah, like, it's, mm. you got to do some bad <laughs> shit to get life bans. Like, <laughs> English hooliganism kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Oh, he's just he's just a man just drinking beer out of a shoe. Out of a shoe, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, I'm ho- Australian. Hopefully, yeah, or a New Zealander yeah. in this in this case. Chris uh, Rock's at the yeah. Swans game. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, hopefully he gets his life ban lifted, or you know the mm. the court of public appeal kind of uh, yep. stands up for him <laughs> and says, "Let the man drink out of a shoe." Yep, agree. All right, from a little bit of light-hearted uh, news to. Some heavy kind of news. Uh, the rugby league world was rocked this week uh, at the shock passing of of Paul Green at the mm. at the young age of forty nine. Um, unfortunately, uh, taking his own life on Thursday. Yeah. Um, didn't really know how to react to this one. Um, you know, the when when the news comes through that you know that that, that it is suicide, it's 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 so sad. Um, but you know, let's let's. Try and remember him uh, mm-hmm. and, and go over his career accolades. Um, 
What were your yeah. initial thoughts, Sean? You're a, you're a Queensland fan. He's, he's been a Maroons coach. Uh, was it a bit of disbelief? Bit of yeah, shock well, exactly, initially? exactly. A bit of disbelief, or shock. Like what happens? You know, he's he's been in conversation for a lot of different gigs all around the place. Yep. So, mm. um, you know, a long time legend, essentially, probably, you know, well, was a great football player, but uh, you know, he did more, I think, uh, as a coach yeah. um, post yep. that. So, um, and he'd coached at almost every level. Uh, so, you know, for a guy that had been in and around rugby league for 30 years, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system. And uh, especially for the Queensland lads, a lot of those guys well-respected. He was a Queensland coach. He mm-hmm. was Cowboys coach. You know, a lot of things, some of the immortals like JT and what he, that kind of meant to mm-hmm. them. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounded, by all accounts, the, the Cowboys themselves were devastated. But then a lot of a lot of Queensland boys as well were also um, just, as, just as gutted from that kind mm-hmm. of news. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, an outpouring uh, across the league, yep. a minute silence in every game. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just been a, a rough re- week all around. Yeah, uh, in that regard, I think the reaction from the league was nice. You know, there, there mm-hmm. were there were tributes, um, a plenty. You know, um, Fox Sports were were pretty quick into into trying to paying their respect. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned, the the minute silence and the uh, black armbands around the league this week. Uh, but you know. Unfortunately, you know it, it doesn't bring him back. You can you can just try to remember the man that he was. He did play 162 NRL games, 95 for the Sharks, 35 for the Cowboys, uh, and also some stints at the Roosters, Eels, and Broncos. But what he will be remembered for most, you would you would think, is is coaching the Cowboys yep. to their their first and only premiership uh, back in 2015. Uh, one of the great grand finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you remember the the Ben Hunt dropping of yeah. of the football, the the crazy um, sideline kick from. From JT, you know, wheeling it back, and then the the field goal to finish it off. Uh, yeah. As a, as a neutral viewer uh, in that one, who who probably wanted the Cowboys to win. Uh, no offense to, to our Broncos <laughs> Broncos <laughs> listeners, but you know they'd been there, done that, and the, the Cowboys had never won one. Uh, it was a very exciting grand final, and uh, yeah. It, it will be immortalised uh, with, you know, the, the scenes of, of everyone getting around JT and swamping him and Paul Green uh, celebrating up, up in the box back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Did, did take them back to the, to the big dance in 2018. Unfortunately, the Melbourne Storm, way too good in that one. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I didn't know and, and you know, th- these little things that kind of come to fruition, unfortunately, often in tragic cir- circumstances, is, is who Paul Green was outside of footy and... A brilliant, brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Harvard Business School graduate. So uh, I, I, I think he, he must have done that via correspondence. Um, and uh, a fixed wing, so so plane and, yeah. and helicopter pilot uh, himself. Uh, the man must have had a fair bit you know, going on between the ears to, to, to be able to achieve that on top of all, all his footballing um, accolades. And, and some reports coming out that he just wasn't really coping without yeah, football I, I think that's you know we can only uh, summarize yeah, yeah speculate uh, like how he was feeling but it sounds like yeah a lot without football without a you know dedicated gig the the, the grind of probably working 80 hours a week, a week yeah. doing doing nrl coaching he just yeah. lost his way a little bit and um yeah just the demons got the best of him unfortunately it's, and it's so it's so sad and yeah, exactly the the people that miss out most are, are his wife amanda his, his two young kids jed and emerson um you know obviously our, our thoughts and, and condolences go to them you know we, we start talking you know we've started talking in the in the last sort of five maybe ten years about about mental health and well, the, and the importance of of speaking up you know mm. it ain't weak to speak are you okay um but it's it's maybe not that simple either because because you know it seemed like 
Paul Green was going okay, you know. He he was there, there for his son's birthday. I think out at at a Dream World the, the day before. It's it's just it's fucking tragic. But do what mm. as you know, do what you can do in in talking about it, in checking yeah. in on your mates, in in mm. um you know in in speaking up if if you are going through troubles. That's that's all we can you know that we can take out out of it as um as rugby league fans and, mm. and as men, I guess. Yeah, well, there's mm. two two kind of points that came out of this. Is I think from the whole, the whole manly stuff a couple of weeks ago, uh, doing a mental health um mental awareness mental health awareness uh, round in the NRL mm-hmm. was probably useful. But I think Nick Hines covered it the best yeah. in his press conference the other day. It's you know, are, are you okay? Day is coming up in a, a couple of weeks, but you know, asking the question, "Are you okay?" every day is kind of what we, you know, you need to need to kind of be focusing on. Yeah, get around your lads, get around your your mates, because you know, not everyone has someone they can talk to. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's not going to prevent all of this. You know, I, I don't think. You know, unfortunately, it's a it's a kind of a, a blight on on the human condition. Uh, we talk about NRL as a gladiator sport. We've talked yeah. about like how it's you know it's. Mono, mono, etc. But sometimes, yeah, yeah you got to open those doors and let people in. Exactly, yeah. and and that's all all that we can can do. Yeah. Um, but anyways, unfortunately, um, you know, a family's uh, lost a, a husband and a, and a father, and and you know, um, players have, have lost a coach, and and mates have lost a mate. So, yeah, just just wishing anyone that that um, was personally affected by it uh, all the best moving forward. Vale, Paul Graham. Okay, we um, do have a round of footy to discuss. Some interesting results. Uh, I think no, no uh, less interesting than Thursday night's result between the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. A storm shutting out Penrith. There's two donuts this week. 16 so. zip. Yeah, two donuts and two top eight teams putting up donuts. James Fisher-Harris didn't play in this one, was suspended for two games. Uh, Jerome Hughes missed out for the storm. Uh, did you catch this? I didn't catch this, but interesting start. I don't think anyone that's been held to nil has won a grand final. They, so. Yeah, I remember that one getting thrown around last year because South got held to zip a fair few mm. times last year, also didn't win the grand final. However, is there a caveat in that if both your starting six and seven are missing, I'm not sure. but Probably, probably. You know, it's a it's a pretty interesting start. There's a lot of uh, years of of history in this game, uh, and the Panthers getting shut out um, on Thursday night would maybe be sounding a few alarm bells around. You know, the Penrith camp. They have lost two from their last three after starting absolutely on fire. And yeah. again, it seems like every week we talk about it. The Cam Munster show just keeps rolling. 196 run meters, nine tackle busts, and defensively two you tries. You play one again. Yeah, he played six. He's he was doing a little bit of mind games at the start because Nick both. Nick Meany, well, Nick Meany was named at one. They asked him where are you playing. He said I'm playing one, and then everyone was kind of like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. He he played six. Uh, he gets a lot of the footy um, either, either way. And young Cooper Johns yep. played seven. Uh, uh, Brandon. Okay. Brandon Smith, the the cheese after the game had uh, one of the not the the biggest backhanded compliments you'll ever get uh, in <laughs> in his sporting career. He said he's thick as pig shit, uh, referring to his uh, his his mental capacity, I guess. Yep. But oh, but he, he is footy smart, and he's definitely yeah, he's showing genius on the field. Yeah, genius <laughs> on the field uh, was the words uh, that that he provided. And look, he's a footy player, so he needs to be a genius out on there on the field. Uh, I think it's it's a no brainer for who wears the six for the kangaroos in the World Cup upcoming uh, and and arguably the best player in the league uh, getting around at the moment, Cam Munster. Yeah, uh, and the Storm want to try and get him on a deal under a million dollars. you got to pay that, man. <laughs> I think you've got to pay that, man. Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks have kind of proven yet again that, yeah, you're going to have to uh, – 
you know, up up that, you know, get that mm. into a six euros kind of range. That's where, where Munster needs to be paid over a mil. Um, what he's worth. That's yeah, what he's worth. Exactly. But I think f- for this game, Penrith, you know, backing into the finals with a storm of kind of starting to hit their straps a little bit and, you know, right when they need to. So finding form and unsurprising, mm. both Melbourne and the Roosters are finding form as we lead yeah. into the finals. <laughs> they're, they're, these teams that have been good for, you know, it seems like our, mm. our whole time following rugby league uh, are good yet mm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams, two teams that aren't that good, uh, but we'll cover the game quickly. The Warriors uh, smashed the Bulldogs 42 to 16. Yeah, I'm surprised the Bull- Bulldogs got. Um, smacked so much in this one. They had been better. They had been. They had been improved. Uh, but the Warriors were just way too good. I think you know this is their uh, their second win. I think back home, obviously mm. that's going to boost them. You know, and their shooey mm. smashing fans uh, out there to support them. <laughs> um, Adam Fanua Blake was unreal. Two hundred run meters, six tackle busts, and a meat pie. It was the Warriors' most points in a game since two thousand sixteen. But probably the biggest news is uh, the Bulldogs have got a long term coach. Uh, this broke today, did it, Sean? Did yes, you catch yes. the story around Cam Sorella? No, not much in the story. Just that the, it's been announced that he's got a five-year deal with the Bulldogs going forward. So they've, it's been alluded to. He had dinner with Gus and a few of the you know power brokers and the Bulldogs. And was caught in the cafe in Canterbury multiple times. So it was like it was happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just uh, when they were going to announce it and for how long. And um, yeah, they've finally made that announcement and he's gotten a five-year deal, which give him time, I guess, to work with Gus and rebuild that club, I think is what they're at. Yeah. Uh, got uh, some pieces there, but they're going to need to fill a large part of the roster up. Um, don't see them uh, turning into that. Well, actually, an eight, a top eight side next year, but then you look at what the Cowboys and Brisbane did yeah. uh, after a year. Like, it's doable. You just got to find it the is right doable. It is yeah. doable. Uh, Cameron Zeraldo, uh, there's been a lot of speculation as to who would try to sign him uh, with a few teams looking for coaches. He's been uh, a long-term assistant to Ivan Cleary in the Penrith system there. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's two Penrith assistants yep. going to new head coaching jobs. So there'll be some some spare space back there at uh, Penrith. So whether uh, Trent Barrett maybe gets his whole job back. There's been lots of rumours about that, so yeah, we'll have to see. Good news for Doggies fans, I think. Mm. They've got some certainty going forward. Uh, for the late game Friday night, Souths smacked uh, the Parramatta is 26 to zip. The Parramatta Enigma continues. They're a horrible Dave team. Wells. Horrible team to try and tip or punt on. Uh, you know, we, we were just speaking, you know, just a few weeks ago about them knocking off Penrith. Um, well, the Storm are the only team outside of the Eels to beat. Uh, Penrith this year, so yep. and then they dish up yeah. this. It must be hard being a Parramatta fan, I'll tell you that much. Um, outside of losing, you know, grand finals in the in the noughties and not winning anything since since the eighties, yeah, just yeah. just the unpredictability of which Parramatta yeah. team is going to show up on the weekend must be mm-hmm. frustrating. Coming from a Dragons fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd rather be consistently shit yeah, than... Right, right. well, yeah. We're going to go out and beat Penrith anytime, you know? No At least we know no we're not winning games. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, it, it would be frustrating, I think, when you, when you see uh, what the ceiling is and, and what they dish up some weeks. Uh, that's, yep. That said, Souths were very good. Cam Murray, Latrell, Cookie, uh, you know, the usual suspects doing mm-hmm. a good job there for South Sydney. And Alex Johnson, Alex Johnson, watch continues. He scored two in this one. He goes to 25 on the season, three games left. Um he did score 30 tries last year. No player has ever scored 30 or more tries twice. So uh, if he's able to jag five in the last three games, uh, would would be the first person to ever do that. Uh, and he did surpass Matt Singh and Hazamel Masri to go eighth of all time uh, this week. Uh, 
We've spoken a lot about Alex Johnson, but he keeps scoring tries, so let's speak a little bit more about him. We were looking at the um, the uh, career top try scorers mm-hmm. through the NRL uh, pre-show. Uh, by our calculations, he may finish in the top five this year and, and will probably, if he doesn't get hurt next year, finish the season second. Do you, do you have that in front of you there, James? Yeah. So say he gets five more, where does he finish up? So if he gets five more, he comes in at fifth. Yeah. 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 So if he hits his 30, then yes, he'll be fifth overall. Uh, yep. Next year, probably a task to be one, but he could very well be second. Yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't think he goes one next year because Ken Irvine hard. is 22 ahead of Billy Slater. We were yeah. talking pre-show about how many Ken Irvine yeah. was ahead of Billy Slater. Yeah. But, but definitely but within range in two years. De- definitely yeah. within range in two years. And, ne- and next year can, could probably go to number two and surpass Billy Slater with, without yeah. injury. Yes. Yeah. But he's... 33, I think. No, nah, I don't think he's that old. I think we've looked at this before. Ooh, uh, James, I, check, check, check the age there. You've got him right in front of you. I think he's like 30. Yeah, well, I, 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 th- I think he's got some legs in. What's, what's the age? 27. 27. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> done. <laughs> he's going to get 400 at this rate. Give it to him now. Yeah, if he plays six more years, and what's that? That's 150 more tries he could score. Like Possibly. It's, but it's crazy. <laughs> quick maths, quick maths. Yeah, he could do 300. Like, it's, yeah. If he can t- keep this form going and makes a first grade yeah, squad, until yeah, God, God, for, God forbid any yeah. any serious injury, but uh, it, it's pretty much looking like Alex Johnson will be the leading try scorer of all time uh, at the rate that he's going, yeah. and potentially with a very big lead on top of that. Indeed, uh, South. What do we think of them? Are they the real deal? They kind of like the Chooks seem to be getting good at the right time. Obviously, Latrell being back for you know five six weeks. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a lot. That's the answer. They're it's basically yep. a carbon copy of Manly where. You know, Manly and Turbo, they are different different beasts. <laughs> We're the same with South and Latrell. So um, if Latrell's on fire on all cylinders, then, yeah, they'll win a lot of games. Probably won't be able to grind out the tough games at the back end of the season against, say, Melbourne and Penrith, um, but they will mm. uh, potentially be there in the conversation yet again. The Get, getting knocked out in the semifinals again, uh, <laughs> that's very, very likely for these guys. Or losing to GF. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> the way it stands, South of fifth, the Chooks are eighth. They play each other in a few weeks' time as well in the unveiling of the new Allianz Stadium. So mm. by, uh, yeah, d- depending on a few results, uh, they could be playing back-to-back uh, in, in uh, round 25 and in the first week of the finals. Speaking of the Chooks, they uh, beat the Cowboys 32-18 to 18 in James Tedesco's 200th game. Uh, he's 110th for the Chooks, 90 for the Tigers beforehand. Poor Tigers, uh, you know, mm. the list of players that are really good that they lost uh, is long. Um, Roosters looking very good. They've won five on the trot now. They play the Tigers next week. You'd imagine they win that one. And then Storm and Souths to finish out. Mm. So th- I think that'll be the lit- litmus test, those last two weeks. Uh, you know, some really good games. Uh, that'll give us an, uh, a good indication as to what they might be able to offer up from, you know, eighth or seventh uh, leading into the finals. Uh, some good news for the Titans. They signed Sam Verrills uh, on a two-year deal. He was actually excellent last night, scored mm-hmm. a double uh, and, and did very well in the fantasy super coach realm. Uh, what are our thoughts around the Roosters? We, I think we spoke last week about them Getting hot at the right time, probably not too so, much more to add. Yeah, we talked pre potty uh, yeah. about Matt Lodge, etc. Like, yeah, he's been, been good, hasn't he? Yeah, been good. Like, we, we mentioned the storm as minute ago. Like they've just hit their straps at the right time. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, they'll go in into that. You, you know, they'll probably finish eighth or or maybe seventh if they get some good results there. But if they show well in those two games, as you mentioned against other top eight squads, then yeah, if they'll be primed to make a run, and they've got a good side. Um, they've got Teddy in there, like. Yeah, they've got healthy at the right kind of time. 
there's not much more you can say about this. And in this game, mm. going up the Cowboys, uh, you wouldn't expect Cowboys to win this after the week they've had. Uh, um, they tried, but yeah, I think they were um, a bit a bit cooked up there, unfortunately. They mm. still sit in second, just ahead of the Cronulla Sharks, mm. who uh, made pretty light work of the Tigers in Tamworth, winning 36-12. to 12. Connor Tracy, who copped that high shot from Tarek Sims, sat this one out, just HIO protocols, but I think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, avoided, you know, any broken jaws or, or, or serious concussion. Uh, and, you know, we talk week in, week out about Cam Munster being excellent. This bloke is what is excellent week in, week out in Nico Hines. 223 yeah. run metres, six mm. goals and a try assist. And I think, yeah, as you alluded to earlier in the pod, uh, you know, speaking out, um, you know, trying to get that conversation around mental health, uh, becoming a, a daily kind of thing. Uh, yeah. rather Nico Hines is the kind of guys you want in football and to... to to make as you know the face, you know get them get them around and all over the place. It's just a great lad, uh, a good footballer, uh, sneaky hot, sneaky hot. The uh, I, I was throwing it past the wife. She doesn't normally like the long hair, but she could sort of get on the sort of semi kind of like homoerotic kind of state that I I was getting in watching Nico Hines play, and also uh, you know quite well spoken and, and articulate mm. and thoughtful man. So does he come across as the surfer dude with a little bit of bogan maybe? Yeah, just, I don't know, there's something <laughs> about it, there's just something about him and, and the hair, the yeah. hair, yeah, he looks like he could be dropping in, you know, into big barrels <laughs> and fucking hit the lip, whooper, uh, or, you know, he could be carving up uh, professional rugby league teams, uh, either or, either or, maybe, you know, uh, you know, in a third life, some kind of home and away star, you know, <laughs> he just has yeah, that allure yeah, yeah. to him, he yeah, has that allure, hot boy, Nico Hines vibes, uh, yeah, he's, he's having, it, having an excellent season and will go close to winning the Dallium this year. Yeah, do you think mm. it's between him and Adam Reynolds for buy of the year? Oh, good question, I, th- I think it's Hines. And, and Reynolds has been good, don't get me wrong, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. But uh, the, the ascendancy, the whole, oh, he's in Melbourne, you know, he's only good because he's in the Melbourne system. Yeah, oh, second year. Like, he's, yeah. Oh, he's got to change position. Oh, seven's different. You know, there was a lot of that kind of chat at the start of the year. Mm. No, I think he's cemented himself yeah. as by the year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Tigers, uh, they will be hoping that Isaiah Papali'i might be their buyer of the year next year. There's a lot of talks around backflips, uh, you know, Daily Cherry Evans to mm-hmm. Gold Coast Titans kind of vibes mm-hmm. that never eventuated. Uh, Brad Arthur said obviously he wants him to stay at the Eels. There was some rumours about maybe returning to the Warriors, uh, but apparently uh, that he, his manager spoke with Tim Sheens, who will obviously be back coaching the Tigers next year, and the manager says he will honour his three-year, $1.9 million deal. Uh, he um, has, has been in good form for Para uh, this year, uh, and, and Tigers fans will be hoping that there's no backflips involved here. Yeah, yeah, and he mm. came out during the week that, you know, when I negotiated that contract, it was with Maguire, so it was like, yeah, things have changed. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, talking to... Talking to um, Tim Sheen's talking to Benji, etc. Seeing what they're setting up there, he wants to be a part of it. He obviously went there mm. for a reason, and mm. yeah, though Maguire might have been a big part of it, maybe there's a, you know, you can see that the others they've got they've got something there. Maybe um, they can build off that. We'll see. We'll see. He's got a big deal otherwise. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a it's a lot of money to to say no to. Um, mm. You know, again, we're going back to you know Cam Smith <laughs> at the at the top of the conversation. Not quite hundred million dollar d- decision to make, but uh, that's a lot of money for for an edge back rower that last year was was 
on a, a minimum contract pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so his uh, ascendancy in the last few years has been rapid and uh, and Tigers fans will definitely be hoping that they uh, can can jag him next year. No backflips, you know. But basic, just pin drop straight into the pool, uh, foot first, no flips involved. <laughs> That's where my mind is at at times. Okay, Brisbane Broncos, they beat Newcastle last night 28 to 10. I was out to dinner. Uh, shout out Pomegranate. Fancy restaurant. Took the took the month old kid out there. I thought, oh god, I'm gonna have a month old screaming. All these posh people sitting around thinking, why the fuck you bring your stupid kid here? You know, ruining my red wine and and uh, degustation. And uh, and she was actually well behaved. Nice night. However, uh, I missed this game. But Sean, you caught a bit of it. A little bit of it, but overall, nothing really to write home. Nights are dreadful. Yep. Um, Ponga pro- looks like ruled out for the rest of the year. I think that's confirmed. Yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah, the so question around him is, will he be available for the World Cup? Yeah, I think he, mm. they may have just shut him down. Uh, and, and back to that, Turbo uh, was on a podcast, Tommy Turbo, that is, uh, during the week, and uh, also ruled himself out yeah, for yeah. the World Cup. Because there was a, a little bit of chat around, oh, you know, shoulders, he did it so early in the year, how his rehab's going, will he Will he want to play in the World Cup? No, he officially will be out. Yeah, Monks, mm. do you want to confirm for us as well, Junior Paulo, I mean, his announcement this week, and I don't think he picked Australia. Defections? Yes, more defections. They're dangerous, these defections, mm. man, especially uh, in, in the, the, the middle forwards department. Uh, we, yeah. we spoke about Papali'i mm-hmm. uh, of, the, of the Josh variety uh, uh, committing to Samoa for the World Cup. Uh, mm. has, has Junior Paulo... Uh, yeah, by all accounts, Samoa. he will be playing for Samoa. Yeah. They're going to have a pretty good, good pack. pack. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> They're going to have a pretty good, big, like a pretty, pretty good pack. Uh, now, I think there's two other big bopper uh, fellas of Samoan heritage that would probably play for the Kangaroos in Payne Haas and uh, Big Tino for Asasua Malaawe. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They've already... Drag two big names. If those two go, geez, that you'd have to say that's the best pack in in in, uh, in this World Cup. Uh, do they have the spine to, to match? Well, that's obviously going to be the be the big question. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Samoa, they'll have good go, go forwards. So. Definitely, definitely <laughs> scary, scary. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah! Imagine that. Imagine you know Papali and, and Paolo confirmed, and, and possibly others. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be yeah. interesting well, to see. Get both New South Wales and Queensland forwards. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's good. And again, you know, we speak about it every week, but I I think it's it's, it's good for. Footy. I think it's good for the international game. I think it makes the World Cup a lot more interesting. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So 100%. so I, I'm not going to you know be be uh, a fossil that sits you know sits on their their you know Fox Sports uh, job and 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 uh, condemns these these players for doing it. Um, it's, it's their heritage, so so hats off to them. I think it makes for yeah. better viewing in the World Cup. Yeah, to finish up on this game for with the Knights, Cobo got a Hattie. Um, yeah, brought him up to fifteen tries for the season. Not many games back since Origin, two no. or three, I think. Since that, that well, I think this might even be his second. Yeah, second, second, yeah. perhaps since since that brutal knockout in in State of yeah. Origin. He's an excellent player. And speaking of Australian selections, I think uh, he'll be that uh, definitely there or thereabouts for. Yeah. For when they name that squad, and Corey Oates mm. got his nineteenth for the season. Second. To go to second, yes, but he's a measly six, six behind. A measly six behind <laughs> Alex Johnson. <laughs> All right, boys, the game that we were watching uh, here yeah, Sunday. Why we were a little late. Yep. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's why we're kicking off uh, around about four o'clock time slot here, Australian Eastern Standard Time. The 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 heavyweight 
Uh, <laughs> Canberra Raiders going up against the heavyweight <laughs> St. George Illawarra Dragons. Huge uh, finals implication this game. Yeah, <laughs> if the Trooks if the Trooks drop a few, perhaps. Uh, but it, it was no. kind of do or die. Uh, I think we can, uh, as a Dragons fan, uh, definitely put a line through them playing finals footy after this loss. It was an entertaining game in terms of the finish, the last few yeah. minutes. Unbelievable. The standard was pretty yeah, yeah. poor. There was a lot of drop ball, uh, you know, reserve grade-esque. Um, but the, the weather, cold, windy. A little you know, wet. Yeah, just, you know, mid-August tings in the nation's capital. Yeah, but overall the, the structures, etc., was uh, pretty average from both, from both squads. So, yeah, ordinary. Uh, even if the Raiders, their season's still alive and if they do sneak into the eight, um, I don't think, like we've been talking about, they're going to worry anyone uh, in the, in. Uh, above them in the top eight there. So, yeah. Ricky Stewart ended up getting a $25,000 fine and a week suspension for his weak gutted dogs. I think Chat. that <laughs> takes his total up to about 150 k yeah, so. yeah, that's right. The most fined coach in uh, NRL oh. history. Uh, could not be in contact with the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of had a, a coaching committee uh, mm-hmm. that, that took them through the game um, and, and lots of good chat in group chats this week, I'm sure. My, Weak gutted dogs. Yeah, one of my group chats is called Weak gutted dogs and uh, if anyone did any faux pas in that group chat during the week, they were, you know, fairly or unfairly named a Weak gutted dog by the other 20 odd lads in the in the chat. So thank you, Ricky, at least for bringing that into the Australian mm. vernacular. Yes. Uh, Nick Kotrick missed this game uh, through suspension. Tarek Sims did accept that four-game suspension we were talking about that last week on the pod. Uh, so he's done as a dragon and the NRL did admit it should have been a send-off. Uh, I want to yeah. give some props to your boy, Xavier Savage. I don't watch all the Raiders games every week, but watch a fair bit of them. Uh, I suppose being, you know, a Canberra-based person. Uh, he was. I thought he was really good, uh, especially in the first half today. Uh, set, set up set up a few tries. Yeah, from what I saw, I thought this was Savage's best game of the season yeah. so far. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so Raiders fans will uh, have, have a lot to look forward to. I think uh, with Savage, you know, being being their long term one uh, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, as we said, uh, you know, there were finals implications uh, involved in this game. But uh, the way that it eventuated, uh, I don't think either of these teams are bothering anyone uh, come no. uh, September. Yep. Uh, to finish up there, the Titans are currently taking on Manly. They're in front. 20 to 12. The Titans are leading yes. Manly. Yes, uh, Manly continuing their terrible form since Pride Week. So If, the t- if they lose to the team yeah. that's coming last, that has won, I think, three games of football this year, maybe four, mm. yeah, I think you can definitely, uh, with confidence, say that it's the, the Dragons barbecue moment of, of this season uh, with, mm. with the Pride jersey and the fallout and the media scrutiny and the rest of it. And the Tom Tavoyevich not being available. <laughs> but but it, it's definitely derailed their season, hasn't it? Yeah, big time, big time. And uh, still reports floating around that, you know, there's a big fracture in the club now between the two different groups yep. um, that were involved. Uh, Should Hasler be worried at all? There's no. been chat, but it's not his fault. I don't, yeah, I don't, but he'll probably get scapegoated if the, if, the, if the management really want to do it to him. I hope they don't. and They shouldn't. And they, they shouldn't. Did, well, they did feed him and DCE to the Wolves to face the, the exactly. media scrutiny a few exactly. weeks ago. Uh, you know, and, and Des you know, was kind of returning serve saying, oh, you mm-hmm. know, that's a question for management. Mm-hmm. That should be a yeah. question for management. And fair enough too. Uh, you know, that he's hired to, to be a rugby league coach. Yes. Uh, he's yeah. not hired there, you know, for, for his – 
you know, political or, or religious yeah, it's not views. not PR or, person. So. Exactly, or yeah. PR or, or handling of, of issues of, of, you know, the 21st century. He's hired mm. there to coach footy, and I think they, they did do him a disservice in, in the way that he was treated. Mm. Um, yeah, I, think, I, I don't think Des is in any dramas whatsoever. And, yep. and next year with a healthy Tom Travojevic, it'll be interesting to see what Manly can dish up. But def- definitely, definitely uh, put cracks in their playing group. Um, I think the, the results on field are obvious and uh, yeah. and has pretty much undone their season. So mm-hmm. make of that uh, of your will. Um, and whatever side of the fence that you sit on, I think we can all agree that, that it really hurt Manly's, um, you know, chances to play finals football, the, the whole Pride jersey debacle. Yeah, I agree, mm. agree. You want to talk some rugby, yeah, surprisingly? Just, br- just briefly, just <laughs> briefly, there is international rugby going on, and unfortunately for Wallabies fans, uh, they suffered their worst ever loss to Argentina uh, overnight, over in Argentina. A mm. record in Argentina is not great. As me as a very casual rugby union fan, uh, pretty much only interested, essentially speaking for myself, in the mm. in the international mm. game and and World Cups and the rest of it. Um, you know, I kind of thought Argentina, you know, former minnows and kind mm. of have been getting gradually, gradually better. Uh, we mm. we don't have a great record over Did, there. No, he played, I was thinking to Craig Gow play for them, but no, it was Italy. Italy and rugby league as well. I think. No, he, he played for Italy. Oh, did he play for he rugby switched. union? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Viva Italia! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the Wallabies have lost forty-eight to seventeen in Argentina. Their, their worst ever uh, mm. defeat at the hands of the Pumas. Uh, Michael Cooper, the most decorated rugby captain in Australian history, again did not play. Uh, Quade Cooper, we spoke about him last week. Poor fella, yeah, uh, mm. ripping that Achilles. So James O'Connor played ten, and uh, the All Blacks uh, had a win over in South Africa, which means all teams in the rugby championship are, are one and one. So uh, making for some interesting viewing, and uh, and not the domination uh, from the All Blacks uh, that you know I think everyone's become accustomed to in in recent memory. Uh, again, you know, we say it every every time we talk about rugby, not rugby aficionados, just passing mm-hmm. on a bit of news. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 unfortunately for Australian fans, uh, it's it's bad news yeah. Uh, yeah. here. Yeah, Max, you, <laughs> you brought it up there. What is the record, uh, if you don't yeah. mind, between, little, between little Australia and Argentina? A little bit better than you expected. So mm. we've played fifteen matches in uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argentina has won five of them. Yep. We have won nine and there's been one draw. Call it six and nine maybe, you know, probably not <laughs> updated just yet. But that, for, in my mind, I, I, mean, I was kind of like Argentina, like they're not, you know, on, on the... They're not on powerhouses. The powerhouses, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, know. playing in Australia, they played 20 matches. It's completely different, isn't it? It's two, 16 and two. So Australia's yeah. won 16 um, in Australia against mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, definitely when they're travelling overseas, they're not, not getting the results their way as often as... As they would if they're playing here, um, but yeah, and and it, as well, you know, that's a it's a long travel, like that's across it's the Pacific Ocean, completely different time yeah. zone. Uh, I don't know if there's any acclimatization. Yeah, uh, but then again, they play in Europe and South Africa, and <laughs> yeah, like they they travel a fair bit to play. This is true, and they were in Argentina last week as well. <laughs> uh, so, so perhaps you know, unfoiling my my theory here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it might be more of the you know. Young Australian boys in South Africa with lots of beautiful ladies around them, maybe. <laughs> in, in Argentina? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure there's beautiful ladies on, on both sides of our, <laughs> of our little <laughs> continent there. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's different. It, it's different when you're on travel with the boys. <laughs> so, so Sean, Jeez. out of nowhere, is blaming some Argentina Latinas. I'm worried about my butts party for next week. <laughs> good category. Uh, so, so the the Pumarets, uh, you yes, you think yes. have infiltrated the Australian camp? Yeah, potentially. Interesting, 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 interesting. A little bit of that South American fire. Why do you think Quay Cooper had weak calves? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because he tries to step. Yeah. Uh, 18, 20 times uh, a game. Good. I jest, I jest. Uh, I also jest and wish Quaid uh, all, yeah, the all the best with, with, with his recovery. Especially mm. at his age as well and mm. the type of player he is. Yeah, like exactly. See what he is when he gets back. Indeed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, look, if the boys were out on the circuit in Buenos Aires, uh, mm. you know, that's off to you. I hope we did well. Bit of tango dancing. <laughs> very good, very good. Great theories, good theories here. <laughs> okay. That'll wrap up our rugby <laughs> chat. <laughs> Stellar uh, insights as, as usual with rugby union. Let's talk AFL. We follow it a little bit more closely. And uh, I think that, that there's nine teams, said the Saints we were saying, are a mathematical chance, but their loss to the Brisbane Lions, I think, uh, you know, in a, in a uh, practical sense, has their season uh, you, you, done. You, you missed your whistle. You're going to do your siren? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, it's really bad now. I'm, I'm, I'm pressure. pressure. <laughs> nah, it's just a foghorn, man. It's yeah. a, uh, it's a foghorn. It's yeah, I don't know. I missed it in the NRL too. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> rubbish aside, the Brisbane Lions did beat St Kilda, uh, and it was pretty much off the back of some ordinary fourth quarter uh, shooting. You know, um, of kicking straight. Um, the Saints they struggled a little bit. Poor Max King missed a few gimmies uh, from yeah, straight in front. I think he was on five. So. Mm. Not good, not, not good. good. They did kick six straight behinds. Pretty hard to win games when you, you, you're not kicking straight, uh, but the Lions get a job done in Melbourne. Um, that keeps their top four aspirations alive. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about Geelong in a second, but they've wrapped up first, uh, and then second through sixth is is wide open. Mm. Uh, Lions so, did need a win here to kind of right the ship a little bit as they're heading into the final. Yeah, and getting a win in Victoria, yes, it wasn't at the G, but big for their morale, uh, I think, in, in, you know, we always talk about can they win in, in Melbourne, uh, you know, that they've beaten the Saints at Marvel. Yes, it's it's not the Ds or the Cats at the G, but uh, definitely good for for their uh, their morale moving forward. Cam Rayner uh, had probably his game of the season booting four. Bit of a coming out mm. party, I think, for him. Yeah, yep. You know, number one pick over, uh, you know, overall a few years ago. Uh, a lot of speculation as to, you know, should he have gone number one? There was issues around his match fitness a few mm-hmm. years ago, well, playing playing weight and the, and the rest of it. And, and he, he did his ACL last year. Yeah, so he's yeah. Coming back, from coming back off a knee injury. He looks trim. He looks fit. He looks yeah. good. He looks like, uh, you know, a, a top-end AFL prospect. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can keep that rolling uh, for, for Brisbane Lions fans' uh, sake and, and, and for, for, you know, his aspirations to, to be a, a really good footy player. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Dogs, they nearly did a massive Carlton, uh, did a massive favour for Carlton. Uh, they, they just got across the line. Uh, I was going to say they won, bro. They didn't do a Carlton. They nearly, yeah, they, didn't, you know, they, they won a close game. They won a close game. I said, uh, you know, mincing my words a little bit there, but uh, had the Bulldogs lost this game, Carlton uh, pretty much would have been through uh, to the finals regardless of, uh, of the result that we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but uh, the the dogs did get home. Josh Kelly pretty good in a losing side. There was a uh, 
a kind of mix of, of goals in this one. The Dogs must beat Hawthorne next week by a fair bit mm-hmm. and then rely on the result of the Pies-Blues game uh, to keep their finals hopes alive. Speaking uh, briefly via text in uh, the Wheat Gutter Dogs chat uh, with with former Esky host Joe McGrath, he... Uh, I think Cozzy Pickett kicked that goal, which we'll get to in a sec, uh, and within about uh, 1.8 seconds afterwards, I had a text saying, Carlton lol. Uh, you know, I hit back with a mild, you know, retort saying, I hope uh, that the dogs lose to the Hawks next week, lol. And uh, he replied, so do I, sick of this season. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe akin to the Raiders and Dragons yeah. and the rest of it. Yep. If these teams finish eighth, do they bother anyone? Uh, anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll see. But they, they are still alive, the Western Bulldogs. Uh, any coach news for GWS? Uh, I don't nothing, think... Nothing? Another week on? Anything big? Yeah. Have, a, have a quick look there, James, while we talk about the Crows and the Roos. Uh, Adelaide getting a win. They were at home, were they? They were at home, and the Roos dished up pretty good footy for about three quarters and then yeah. kind of got run over at the end. Darcy Fogarty kicked 4-3 for Tex Walker. But the big story was Jason Horn francis the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Going for, home for this game. Yeah, yep. Get, he's from, from Adelaide, from Adelaide. So, you know, if there's rumours, you know, or, or the media speculation is, you know, to be believed, maybe would have liked to go on and impress for North Melbourne in this one. Yep. He didn't get picked because he failed to complete his ice bath uh, and apparently was in front of senior teammates. Mm. And in front of the coach and, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. That seems to be the way that this chat's going. And, yeah. and poor North fans, poor miserable North fans, uh, you know, it's, he may as well be out the door. Yeah, well, it seems like such a stupid reason to drop a player. Um, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, whether they're kind of saying, oh, he's a weak gutter dog, he couldn't finish his, <laughs> finish his time in the ice bath, it was too cold for him. Um, but I... I I just overall it seems dumb. I think you you're trying to build your team essentially mm. around him. Like he's going to be a hopefully a cornerstone of your your team building up for the future for you know whoever's coaching them and how whatever they're going to do going forward in the next coming years. Uh, yeah, to to do something like this, especially when he's meant to be going home, probably going to have a whole bunch of family and friends coming out watching play, and mm. instead he's playing in the VFL, and I think he had. Over thirty disposals and kicked a couple goals. Yeah, so it's so like, yeah, it's he's a class abo- a class above the VFL. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. But Ruse going to ruse, I guess. Yeah, feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for him. That's for sure. Uh, the Crows reportedly going after Isaac Rankin of the Suns, nine hundred thousand, perhaps on the table. He's sort of had a bit of a breakout year. He's kicked twenty nine so far, um, and also from West Adelaide. Um, so. Uh, be interesting to see if they jag him and get him moving forward. Both these teams not playing finals. I think we move on. Yeah, well, I, I was going to use that as a segue because he obviously didn't kick enough goals to get them past the Cats. No, he needed to kick about <laughs> 10 more than, than he kicked. Uh, unfortunately for Suns fans, a uh, bit of a demolition job there from the minor premier Geelong Cats team. Uh, they are the uh, premiership favourites and, and so they should be. Three each to Jeremy Cameron and Tyson Stengel. I think Tom Hawkins was kept relatively quiet in this one. It's going to be interesting next week as who do, well. Who do they got to finish off the season? Well, they can't f- not finish first. They're, they're mm-hmm. eight points clear. Mm-hmm. Do they rest a few of their older players, the Selwoods and the Dangerfields and the like? Who have they got, Jimmy? Who do they play in next week? Who do they play? They Literally, the result does not matter. Yep. I just wanted to... West Coast. 
West Coast. Yeah. So very winnable. Very winnable. I'd be a little at home. Yeah, I'd be a little concerned home, as yeah. a Geelong fan having you know two the two week break. Yeah, you, well they've they've had two, two buys essentially going into the finals <laughs> playing playing these clubs. <laughs> you Travis Cones, you reckon? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's. Yeah, and then to, if they rest guys and they should win easily as well, I don't know whether they come in underdone. They are a very veteran squad, so probably shouldn't older be as legs, concerned, older legs. concerned about it. And, you know, maybe that plays into the reasoning for sitting them down and giving them a bit of rest. I don't, I don't know. They'll, they'll win that game either way. Of course, yeah. They could probably send out, uh, you know, half their VFL team and still win that game. But, yeah, in terms of conditioning and you know, they'll have a you know week off the, the next week, uh, and then say they were to win, you know, week one of the finals, it would mean you guys, if you were to rest next week, mm. would have only had one game of footy in a month yep. leading into a prelim mm. final. I yeah. don't know if that's enough run <laughs> well, in your legs you think and, of, and match fitness. Well, you think of like the Pies, they're gonna they're playing Swans now and they're going to have to play um, the Blues next week in mm-hmm. a game that's going to be, uh, you know, the Blues are going to try to win as hard yeah, as again. So it's going to be a, a hard lot, a lot on the line. A lot on the line. Exactly. So it's, you know, different different kind of run into the finals. And, yeah, you kind of want to – you still want match fitness. You still want the, you know, that in their legs. Mm. So you still want the – they use all the cliches you want, the steel in the legs, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, you want them to come in red hot, not backing in. Um I might, so, yeah. I might usurp this conversation a little bit. We hadn't planned on, on going this way, but do you like the week off, or, or do you think it 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 kind of takes away, you know, from from the the spectacle of going into the finals itself? We're big NFL fans. Yeah. Obviously, a week off mm. between the championship games into the Super Bowl, uh, maybe that's something that they could consider is mm. having that week between the prelims and, and the GF. It it just feels like footy's heating up all of a sudden, and you know you you're so into it, and then. The, Oh, there's a week off and I don't know, it, it's for mine, because I haven't always done it, mm. uh, well, it's, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. Yeah, well, in the NFL, they also have the wild cards, so they get another week mm. for the guys that finish one in the one seed. So. And exactly the same as the top four, yeah, four so, here. So it's, it's, I think statistically, if you look at it, um, it is advantageous, but it probably depends on the team and where they're at. Like mm. if... You've got a few guys that maybe have a few niggles and you, you start players and, yeah, an extra week is definitely what you need to get them right so they come out 100% versus, you know, trying to coax them through at 80 or 90. Mm. Um, but then some teams that are maybe younger um, might struggle with that because, mm. yeah, they're, it breaks their routine. You, you want to keep their routine going and it's just like your training football game, training game. You know, they've just got that constantly, mm. um, whereas – uh, for some of them, you, know, you break it like, oh, you got the week off. They might, oh, might have a pub sesh, um, take it easy, <laughs> spend time with with the family and the missus, and then bit and bit then they get out. Of the yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'd reckon if it was 1980s footy, that's definitely what the boys w- would do. I'm not sure in 2022 if if God, that's if that's the way that yeah. they'd go. Oh no, if well, it's 2020, the, the pub session I'm talking about, not, yeah, the, not yeah. the spending of the time uh, with the families. Uh, you're right; they'll all be doing lines in that week off. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's what the modern football player does. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sean of Wallabies chasing skirt in Buenos Aires fame and wild accusations around all, the modern footballer. All yeah. professional athletes are just absolute degenerates. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to get one to come on this yeah. podcast given those hey, comments. Hey, well, there's, there's, there's been a few already this year, so I'm just connecting dots. Um, uh, well, I suppose that that's it. Like nowadays, like because it's the ho- I guess high performance training is such a such has such importance like leading into the finals like 
do you need to be match fit? Like, are you surely you're getting enough? Like, I think with, I, the, I, with the NFL, with the way that they have their bye weeks and stuff is because, like, I mean, the players come out every other week saying that they need more rest time yeah, between they're, games. They're banged up. So. They're banged up. You, you know what it is? It's it's just like corkies and and minor injuries that mm, you can abate. Yeah, by, so by having that's, a week. that's purely it's it, like just if someone exactly it doesn't make a difference those, to someone yeah. that's broken their leg or done an ACL. It's it's yeah. about guys that are that are you know bruised and battered and, and you know yeah. cork, corkies are a real thing. You know, so, so a lot of the time I think people underestimate the um, you know the, the the pain and the disability that can come from a simple mm. cork. You know, mm, yeah. copping. Uh, an AFL ruckman's knee into into your thigh, um, you know, it's f- several times a game. Uh, you know, probably does yeah. take take a toll yeah. on, on some of these guys, or, yeah. or backing into a pack and 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 getting and getting flattened. That's the only the injuries that it, that you abate by having the week off. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think if you you look at it statistically, from the guys that have a week off and they come back and uh, do they win that game? Most of the time, yes, they do that win that game. Mm. But yeah, he's like I said, it's depending on the team and the routine. Like you mm. kind of outlined it there's um, you know, in the week of football, they've probably got lots of meal prep. They've got that all sorted. They know every training session. They know where they're doing film review. They've got their week planned out essentially. Give them a week off, and they're like I said, you know, like oh, they're going to do twelve hours of COD um, and <laughs> play, play video games. It's like they, it might just break them out of the out of the, the mold. Right, right the Kyle and Murray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, d- it depends. I think it highly depends on your team and your structure, and, and then that's that's very much a coaching thing. So it's up to the coaches to. To work mm. through that, hey, we've got the week off. We need to prep for that correctly. So yeah, um, don't lose your focus. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I think yes, it's probably advantageous to have breaks, um, but he, also you need a good coaching and um, good leadership within your club for those that maybe uh, might take it easy in that week off. So mm. anyway, interesting. Get at us in the comments uh, if you are a fan or not a fan of the week off leading into the finals in the AFL. Mm. Uh, one of probably, admittedly, the, the the games of the year. Unfortunately, as a Carlton fan, uh, didn't get the result last Too night. Uh, but the Melbourne Demons come away five point winners against the Carlton Blues. It all came down to the last twelve seconds with Cozzy Pickett mm-hmm. being an absolute hero. Um, you know, doing small forward things. He's been very good this year. Uh, getting the crumb, chucking it on the right boot in a snap. It went straight down the hey diddle diddle and the D's fans uh, celebrated. Uh, the big story in the lead up to the game was the Pat Cripps non-suspension. Uh, so he did face a tribunal Tuesday night, got given two weeks uh, for his contact um, with, with Archie in the, in the Lions game. Um, he'd argued that, that, that there was no way that he could contest the ball without a collision. It was very reminiscent of the Willie Rioli on Matt Rowell. Uh, what did he get for that? Incident from week one, he got zero weeks. So, you know, consistency, yeah. consistency, I suppose, comes into it. Uh, obviously, as a Carlton fan, I was elated when Cripps got off, uh, but did get some good lawyers in there, mm. and uh, and I'm not sure exactly what was what was said or how it went down, but uh, managed to get two weeks uh, well, it was, rubbed it was a, off. It was a four and a half hour... Um, deliberation. Deliberation, like, you know, for them uh, doing, t- providing all the evidence and things like that. So Cribs, I think, said he watched the first hour and a half to see what they were doing and then mm. I need to get some rest. So um, yeah, turned off the live stream for it. So, yeah, it's interesting. I... I I think it's with the, the the nature of the gladiatorial sport we keep talking about that mm. it's probably fair and like you said it was consistency. 
Um, but then on the other side of it, the 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 head the head knocks the concussions. This is like you you know, you you're dealing with the fair line there that yeah yes you can go in kind of reckless kind of high there's going to be conclusions and yeah maybe someone's going to go come off on the wrong end of it and you, you you're now kind of just weighing up what you want your sport to be going forward and 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 that was maybe the differentiating yeah. factor in the Matt Rail one he bounced back up straight away no worries whereas Kalamachi uh, had to be you know Taken out of the game. Yeah, and, and did and he play this week? I don't think I, so. I don't think no, so. No, I think, so. well, mandatory HIA, yes. uh, he, he would have missed the the game. So, so and, and again, you know, we've spoken about it before, you know, does the result to uh, the the injured player play into the, the judiciary's mind? It shouldn't, but subconsciously I think it does. Mm, yeah, well, mm. you look at the vision, like he's, he, even it though It looks gets, like, uh, call me a, a one-eyed Navy Blues yeah. Man here, but it looks like Cripps is looking at the ball and mm. and makes a hard play on the ball. He gets there second, yeah, but he also does leave his feet and he is above shoulder height and yep. hits him square in the face. So it's yeah, yeah it's just like what? Well, yes, you've gone in there to try to get the ball, but also you've gone in there reckless. So yeah, but yeah, so like it's it's just it's just why you want to how you want that to go forward. If you you're saying yep, that's allowed, then yeah, I'd expect more of this to happen. So. Um, it's with the AFL to potentially deal with, you know, you know the repercussions of that. And, and that's what the AFL said Tuesday night. They said you, you could have made a split-second decision to tackle rather than bump, mm. which means going against everything that you get taught as a, as a footballer, mm. which is to have eyes for the ball and try to win the footy and be hard at the contest. Yeah. So, we, and we are talking about split-second decisions here. Yeah, yeah. Things happen so, so quickly. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think Cripps did – what you get taught to as as, as a Aussie Rules mm. footy player and had eyes for the ball and went hard at the ball. Again, I'm a Carlton fan and maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that is playing into it. So yeah. it's interesting uh, and 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 it was uh it it, it really uh, played into into the the opera uh, you know the, the theater the theater, yeah. the theater if you will. Don't know why I said opera opera on my mind here. Fat <laughs> ladies they do singing, it in a theater. Fat so ladies singing something yeah. like that. Phantom of the Opera chat. Get at me. Um, it, it played into the theatre of this massive matchup, and, and it didn't disappoint uh, as a game, uh, I suppose, for neutral viewers or for Western Bulldogs fans yes, uh, yes. That, that, that would so have liked the result here. Well, I guess that leads into mm. the final question. Do you think they make the eight? So it's all going to come down to scenarios next week. The uh, the Carlton Blues will play Collingwood at the MCG in front of reportedly perhaps eighty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. final start next week. It's, probably, uh, it's the biggest game next week, I'd say, massive, on the calendar. Massive so. traditional rivals. We spoke about their their first matchup in the year where, and the Pies winning that. I think the Pies went one ahead in the all time rivalry mm-hmm. between these two clubs of over mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty years of history. Uh, the Blues win, they're in. Yeah, they got to win. The Blues lose. From is the plan, the Pies. Who are in red-hot form. They're currently down by 22 points to Sydney. It doesn't matter about what Collingwood's doing. Uh, it, it will matter about how Carlton show up for that game but next week. currently second, so that's, you know, just put that out there. They, I think they're technically currently third. Either way. Anyways, anyways. They're, they're playing, Higher than the Blues. They're playing good footy. <laughs> they're playing good footy. It's going to be a hard, hard uh, slog. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... On top of that, the Western Bulldogs will play Hawthorne, who we just saw get demolished by Richmond. Oh, and the the um, the Dogs currently sit two percentage points behind Carlton. So, 
If Carlton are to lose... Do you want to ask the accountant on the end of the table to work out what... No, because I've seen him try to do quick maths on this podcast before <laughs> and I want to get home for dinner tonight. Oh, okay. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> With respect. With respect. It's, it's Bucks parties next week. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's going to come down... And th- th- they play simultaneously-ish. It's uh, the, the, the Dogs-Hawks kickoff is like 110 and it's mm-hmm. like 320 for, for the Pies Blues. So... If the dogs are up by sixty points, the Blues will be thinking, "We fucking have to win this game. Yes, have, have to, to have to win this game." Luckily, Collingwood haven't been destroying teams either. They've mm. famously, you know, had all these Very you know clues. single digit wins this season. Uh, so, so hopefully, it's a it's a close game, but it's a it's a control your destiny kind of one for for Carlton. Uh, if they if they win, then they're not going to have to worry about percentage points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, St. Kilda in that conversation well, but mathematically they'd probably have to score 300 plus. Yeah, I think so, they've yeah. got to beat the Sydney Swans by, uh, yeah, <laughs> like a like a third grade kind of score line. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah one-way traffic. Uh, Don't st- see that happening. No. The, uh, mathematically there's a chance. Realistically there is not. Uh, rest in peace, St. Kilda fans. It was a pretty good pretty good effort of a, of a season, uh, but so close but so far. Yeah, finished, finished exactly where we thought they would. Yeah. Check the tape. Just don't look at the Brisbane Broncos Cowboys tape. (laughs) (laughs) Dockers Eagles. Dockers Eagles. Yes. Uh, Not too much to report here. The Dockers uh, uh, won the Derby. No, the Derby. The Derby. We fuck it up every time. We fuck it up every time. They they drink Emu exports. They don't drink West End. (laughs) They're out there. They're the most scared place of COVID in the whole wide world. Um, but, you know, hats off to McGowan. You know, did well. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked here. <laughs> Tim Kelly missed the game. Uh, he, he got uh, a week for a sling tackle. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone kicked more than two. I think Michael Frederick uh, had a few good goals there. He's uh, become a personal favourite of mine. I like the way he goes about it um, and, and, you know, a, a fast, exciting Player um, Frio will be in that mix of, you know, second to sixth aspirations of the top four. Monks, if you wouldn't mind looking up who Frio play next week. Yeah, uh, they, they are two yeah. behind all the others. They're on 58 where the others are on 60. Because uh, of Zidraw. Yes. Zidraw. So perhaps that may hurt them. Let me have a look at the ladder here. Yeah, you, right you are, right you are. So for them to finish top four... All the others have to all lose. The, yeah, yeah, all the others have to lose. I think Frio, uh, we can maybe safely say, not get a finishing top four. Who do they play? They have got the Giants next week. The Giants, kind of nothing, nothing to play for, although, you know, push the Western Bulldogs. Uh, I think Frio should probably start preparing for an elimination final. Tigers, uh, they look like they'll be playing finals footy, getting right at the right time, uh, you know, as per the Melbourne Storm, as per the Sydney I think Roosters. They're confirmed, aren't they? They're seventh. They they will finish seventh. They are seventh at the moment. Because they're two points ahead of where the, the Blues are. Yeah, they can't, yeah. They can't miss. They, can't they can miss. can finish eighth technically, but oh, they true. can't finish yeah. outside of the top yes, eight. Yes. Well done, Richmond Tigers fans. Uh, yeah, I'll be playing finals. Footy, uh, Tom, Tom Lynch, but speaking of eight, yeah. Tom Lynch kicked straight. He booted eight. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to rhyme. I shan't abate. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting late. Uh, I've got nothing else. Fuck me, mate. Fuck me, mate. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's anyway, wa- That's terrible. Let's have a clean slate. <sighs> and Jesus Christ, this is this is hard going. Jay Z and isn't Kanye it? on the table. Let's yeah, go. that's right. Uh, 
maybe <laughs> more mentally intact at the moment, although, and it's hard. <laughs> I've got a month-old kid at home. It's, it plays on you. It plays on you. Anyways. Uh, Tom Lynch, boots eight. Tom Lynch, boots eight. Uh, he overtakes Charlie <laughs> 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 He overtakes Charlie Kerno in the race for the Coleman uh, by one goal. So that will go down to next week. Good on you, Tom Lynch. Uh, big boy, Big Ben McAvoy announced his retirement this week. We'll be talking about two blokes. Um who are legends of their clubs uh, that have announced their retirement. 250 games, uh, 91 for the Saints, 159 for the Hawks, two times Premiership player, 2014, 2015. Uh, and who will ever forget all kind of big boy McAvoy chat. Mm-hmm. Um, the big Ruckman and club captain will be uh, calling it a day after after next week. Um Talk showed a little bit of promise, you know, knocked off a few pretty good teams this year. Yeah, they faded in the back half. They, the yeah, they really dropped off in the last sort of run home. Uh, s- some some kind of uh, good good building blocks, I think, moving forward. Jai Newcomb uh, has, has been an explosive bull in the middle, but uh, they were completely outclassed uh, by a more experienced team this afternoon by the Richmond Tigers. Mm-hmm. Monks, you got Dusty Watch on the end of the table? Yeah, what, what is happening? Uh, so, yeah. What uh, the father-in-law was asking about Dusty Martin? What might be happening? Mm. Where you know what's yeah, news? There's a few reports this week. What do you got, James? Yeah, uh, yeah Tigers is playing playing him cautious. Um, obviously, I guess guaranteed finals footy. Mm-hmm. Um, they will just keep him from the looks of it, just on the bench, um, rest him up, get him, keep him fresh for finals. Yeah, from what I heard is they ruled him out for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. and he'll only be back if they play finals, which, which they are now. Just where, which final will he play? That's, uh, that's, I guess, the question. And if you're any of those other... Yeah, you'd think. Ready to get going straight away. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. So you'd think that they, um, you know, if you're the team coming up against the Tigers, uh, expect them to roll Dusty out for you. Big Mason Cox. Look at that, getting into it. The big yank. Got his... Uh, Needed that goal. Got his Australian uh, passport this week. Uh, recently getting his citizenship. That rolls us into Swans Pies chat. Swans currently lead at the SCG by 23 points. Will take an almighty comeback for the Pies to chase them down. The big story out of Sydney this week was the retirement of Josh P. Kennedy. Obviously, JJK of me shedding him a beer fame of booting eight goals last week fame. Uh, he's retired um, effectively immediately. Did not play last night. And, mm. and uh, Josh P. Kennedy will be retiring... At the end of the season, now he is on the back of recurrent hamstring injuries. It might be a case of how far does Sydney go, how mm. bad is his hamstring injury, unlikely to play uh, week one of finals, but uh, could play again this year. Yeah. Uh, just looking back on his career, he was picked 40 in the 2006 draft. That was not a function of him being the 40th best player. It was a, uh, a function of a, a father-son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he debuted for Hawthorne. He's a third-generation AFL-VFL player, which is pretty special. He's uh, old man John Jr. and uh, old man's old man John Senior had <laughs> played uh, for Hawthorne. Wasn't really getting a run, um, a, a good Hawthorne side in, in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by his words uh, on 360 this week said that Sydney threw him a bone um, and, and got traded over there. And it turned out pretty good. Played 291 games uh, in the AFL, 277 with Sydney. He was a premiership player in 2012, three times All-Australian. And I did see this week the most contested possessions of all time. 
hard-nosed footy player. Yeah. Uh, but the Swans' young group, you know, coming through uh, are in good stead to, to kind of change uh, over here, to pass the baton, if you will. Yeah, they're a bit of a team in transition at the moment. Um, with that, all the young, and the transition there. looks good. We were talking mm. uh, about that twenty-two under twenty-two squad that mm-hmm. that got announced during the week. Forty uh, uh, blokes in that squad. Five Sydney Swans players, uh, I- including the likes of Chad Warner, Errol Goulden, uh, Robottom, uh, a few others. That um, they. they, they their, f- their immediate future looks pretty good, yeah, I think, yeah, there yeah, for yeah, the Sydney Swans. So Josh P. Kennedy, uh, you know, can, can probably be happy that his club's in good stead, uh, you know, with his departure. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, do we see him on the footy field uh, again in, in the finals? Uh, mm. It's going to come down to those dodgy hammies. Mm. So it just mm. kicked off in the fourth quarter there, uh, 64 to 41 in the favour of the Swans. Monks, do you have an update on your Bombers at the end of the table? <laughs> Uh, yep, they are currently losing to um, Port 22 to 55. Um, not really m- too much to talk about there. Both out of contention and, yeah. Yep. Power, power beaten teams, but too little to late. The kind of only storyline, uh, I suppose, out of power uh, camp this week was the future of Ken Hinckley. Being questioned, mm. uh, obviously them starting 0 and five, you know, derailed their season from the start. You know, played some pretty reasonable footy after that. Uh, Koshi came out uh, and, and said that you know Ken's been a member of the the Port Adelaide Footy Club. I think he's been the, the, the head coach for quite some time, mm-hmm. but but uh, mm. been involved for over ten years now. Uh, he he backed him in moving forward, uh, but also said that um, you know nothing's kind of finalised just yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. Yeah, it sounds like if we can get a better, bigger name, we'll, we'll <laughs> sign them. Otherwise, we'll stay. If by chance Alistair Clarkson yeah, exactly. falls, falls into our lap, then uh, we might be having a little mm-hmm. tap you on the shoulder moment with Ken Hinckley. By mm-hmm. all reports, Clarko, uh, you know, might be might be going to G- Essendon, yeah. might be going to North Melbourne, GWS. Uh, could be going to GWS. Uh, lots of speculation. No yes. further news. Just more speculation, really, around Clarko. Hopefully, he's had a good year off. Clarko yeah. gone wild. His gap year. <laughs> Clarko's gap year. What did you go to Argentina? That's bro? it. Few <laughs> <laughs> senoritas. Uh, um, probably the only other thing to mention from this game: uh, Massimo D'Ambros. Uh, currently on two goals at the moment. Definitely how you say his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tempted it. D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio. Okay, yeah. I missed the last there. Um, yeah, on two at the moment. First two career goals for him. First two? Yeah, apparently, yeah. Because uh, he was a rising star a few weeks ago, but maybe he didn't kick a goal in that one. Well, no, I don't know where I got that. Yeah, yeah. first two. First two? Yep. First two. Looks of it. Which which game? Because I'm pretty sure he was a rising star one week, so obviously he didn't kick goals in that one. Maybe not sure. Maybe around 16 against the Swans. Not sure. Anyways, shout out to yeah. Massimo. Good Italian name there. Mm-hmm. Razio Fantasia. That's a chat. Right through some cricket. Yeah, quiet week in cricket. Hang on, the 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 noise. Yeah, I figured you did. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) probably a short-ish cricket chat here. Uh, The 100 is underway in England. Glenn Maxwell been doing a bit, taking wickets and scoring runs. Now, if you are listening to this section, I I doubt we'll click this, but what are your thoughts on the 100? I hate change. It makes me feel insecure. (laughs) I'm scared. 
I don't like it. Yeah, you're insecure about a lot of things. So <laughs> it's it's a uh, calves, <laughs> noses, parenting ability, cock. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have led with that. Maybe you should have led with that. <laughs> look, anyway, look anyway. off the top of the head, mediocre size, but but for the height. Probably disappointing ratio. Anyways, <laughs> please continue, Sean. And and your thoughts around the hundred. It's obviously they're they're trying to get you know metric system decimal places to, yeah. to line up here. Uh, I think it's a bit gimmicky, but there's a lot of money getting thrown into it. Well, it's, it seems to be the case. I, I guess uh, for them, it's viewership and retention. Um, and you know, for us, uh, being that time zone and where it's kind of going to be played is, uh, we haven't really get a lot of it, unfortunately. Um, it's in the middle of the night. There's a bunch of teams yeah. that we don't know. There's yeah, not exactly. a whole lot of Aussies playing. Yeah, so mm. I'd be I'd be interested to see probably what happens post the tournament, um, as in what kind of the result was and what what they got out of Europe, especially in England for for viewership for that, um, to see kind of. What it is, but you look at all the sports, they're all trying shorter formats of their current games to mm. try and, uh, you know, uh, get into that quick, quick hitting, um, maintain viewership, keep that retention um, for those younger generations. Um, so, yeah, we've seen it. We, we mentioned before the World Series, um, we go into the, the 50 over format, then get to the 20 over format now to the 100 mm. balls. Like, mm. it's we'll have to see soon, it'll just be they'll play one over and um, they'll put so that on the super t- over. yeah, and they'll put that on TikTok <laughs> and it'll be all good. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I was like, this screams TikTok, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next, so. I'm bored. Next, <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. Exactly. Next, yeah. what's that? China spying on me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, they're, they're busy in the straight at the moment, so um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so. Well, we'll see. We'll see. There's obviously big money in it. Um, that probably leads into Chris Lynch out and you're joining uh, the the new tournament that's yeah, happening right over away, here. the Emirati League. Uh, yes. I don't think we've got teams confirmed, but I was reading this week that they they're hoping to blood a few Emirati mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be the opposite of the way that the IPL works in that. There needs to be four Emirati players yes. in each team, and then the rest, rest will be, be comprised inter- of internationals. Yeah, and that probably has to do with the amount and quality that they've got. No, yeah, I, I can't imagine uh, following a league uh, with seven Emirati t- players in each team being uh, of much mm. uh, entertainment value to myself. Yeah, start uh, off start off with the internationals, paying big money, and then try to grow. They're essentially trying to grow that league there now. So yeah, try to grow the, their cricket ability going forward. So. Yeah. That oil money, we talk about the Saudis and then live, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Emirates mm-hmm. uh, trying to, to grow their, their sort of homegrown uh, cricketing interests. Obviously, you know, hosting Pakistan for for test matches for the, yep. for a long, long time. Um, you know, Australia's played multiple test matches there. Haven't seen too much of their homegrown talent, but uh, we'll, we'll get uh, to see a little bit, uh, at least from four players from each team and uh, a lot of big internationals committing to this tournament. It will run concurrently with the Big Bash, Bash but towards yeah. the end. Towards the end, I think it's... Aren't they a December tournament? No, I think it's slated for a mid-January start, oh, okay, okay. I believe. Well, that, uh, it's, uh, it overlaps a fair bit with the Big Bash. It does it overlap so, a fair so. bit. Monkey, you've got it up there. Is there an official start date? Uh, no f- official start date, but yeah, it's um, scheduled for sometime January. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. Okay, so... Which is like the middle of the Big Bash League it's season. Exactly. So. It's, yep. it's, we'll, yeah. we'll interrupt finals, that's that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. So, so if we go to back to bags for um, Chris Lynn, mm. uh, 
you know, drops from his 200k contract with the Heat mm-hmm. uh, for probably not returning on the value. But well, just w- didn't really perform this year. Yeah, well, yeah. We were looking at the numbers during the week. I think he averaged about 18. He only scored 50 yeah. once. Had been hurt um, a lot as well. Yeah, so. ex- yeah, exactly but, right. But still, like you know, was it wasn't. Was enough value for him uh, for what he's getting paid, but now no. he's going to get seven hundred and fifty k going. Well, he's <laughs> reportedly yeah, he's a T twenty icon, yeah. and he's he's a big bash icon, like a, a pretty much. He's a big name that you can put on posters, indeed. So. And and the big bash has lost a you know a, one of one of the most decorated players mm-hmm. in in that mm-hmm. tournament's history. I think if you look at most stats, I think he's definitely he's got the most sixes in the big bash by a long, long way. Yeah. I'm pretty certain he's got the most runs. Um, yeah, a, a long, long tenure there with yeah. with, we, with the Brisbane Heat. Mm. Um, but we, we've talked about um, the T Twenty player, the tournament player, mm. and Chris Lynn. I think fits that that um, mold very well because yeah, he could have gone and signed with another big bash league uh, team, maybe getting the two hundred k, or you well, get the, the, three times that. Well, no, um, no, the platinum uh, contracts are going to be three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. So, so he's taking the double. Yeah, yeah taking, exactly. Uh, taking the double. Well, that's if he got that. He maybe he was going to be a fourth rounder. And <laughs> true. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah and, and 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 possibly uh, um, wouldn't have gone for for mm-hmm. the platinum money, uh, mm-hmm. considering his poor form last year. But you know, like we say, it's it's easy for people that you know work regular jobs to go. Oh, you know, just taking the money, yada yada yada, yeah. and then you know. <laughs> But uh, like Cam Smith, if it gets thrown your way, uh, you know, maybe you, you do go, yep, no worries, where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm kind of agreeing, agreeing that, they, you know, this is his best interest, definitely. Mm. And to follow that kind of T20 tournament play, I was just like, yeah, where can I get, you know, don't, don't want to just purely call him a mercenary, but, you know, put him in that category of, yeah, where's the biggest dollars? I'll go that. I've only got you know a couple of years left. Let's let's maximize what I can make now. I, I think that's fair. Like that's where Chris Lynn is now. Not yeah. really featuring in you know Australia's white ball, um, you know course. plans plans moving forward. Whether that be T Twenty cricket or, or or ODIs hasn't played for Australia in mm. quite some time. Mm. Dealt with injuries. Uh, yeah, he's it, he's kind of got a bit of that you know West Indian kind of. Oh, mercenary is a fine word to, to yeah. use there, but you know, just just taking his talents around the world, play play the big T Twenty uh, comps, and hopefully, still got a bit of old Chris Lee about him, and and you know, can launch a few sixes and um and earn earn that paycheck. Mm. But well, uh, that's 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 the hope that that's why they've picked him up to, to try and go over there and get those highlights um, to promote their league. Hats off, hats off to him. Mm. So staying home then, someone that is going to play in the Big Bash Leaf, Davey Warner. Davey Warner uh, will be playing for the Thunder. I don't know how that works with draft and and the rest of it. Um, Is it technically a retention? Well, I don't think so because he hasn't played for like nine years. But would they own his rights? Maybe I don't. I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm not really sure uh, as to how that works. Uh, mm. It was Candice Warner that was that was speaking on Fox Sports this week, saying that Davy will be coming back. He probably could get a little bit more money by going to the UAE, but uh, you know wants to give back. That's where it all started for him. Uh, mm-hmm. f- essentially, went from a big bash slash T20 star into the Australian Test cricket. Uh, you know, stall uh, in the opening. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's coming back. Obviously, has a young family. Uh, I think he's got three young young girls here. So, he's just going to spend the summer here and and make, well, also make a little bit less money. It's and, a bit and of a lot of intrigue, but it's also a bit of a different situation. He has been playing for Australia for a very long time, and of the Australian cricketers, they get paid the most. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe I don't know if someone he's made his dollars. So he's or if someone from Cricket Australia has said, "Look, we're really trying to keep the the interest alive in the Big Bash here." Your 
arguably the best T20 player in this country would mean a lot, um, you know, if you, if you were to play here. I don't know. I wonder if the, he's got one of those Sydney Roosters deals and there's some other media <laughs> stuff. That on. Yeah, he'll have to do on the on the sideline to get a bit of extra cash than he, just his salary. He is an Eastern Suburbs man. Uh, <laughs> who, knows? Who, who knows that? <laughs> maybe enjoy maybe the new Mercedes. Nick Nick Politis has entered the Sydney <laughs> Thunder chat. Uh, of course, uh, we we just uh, have Which a laugh there. Yeah, so yeah, Candice was on telly there. There's nothing around uh, the deal. It's got it's no. got to be he's going to be a platinum player. Is that yep. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be worth at least three hundred forty. K, uh, which is yeah, that same price of those top. Are they picking players. first or something? Not bad for two two months work. Yeah. Has hey, has the draft order been released for the Big Bash? Uh, the the draft will be two Sundays time, mm-hmm. so we will probably cover that in a couple of weeks. We are we're off at Monkey's Bucks party next week. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean interested in going to Argentina apparently for yes, for yeah. <laughs> Bucks parties. We kid, we kid. Uh, but yeah, we, we did we did chat about the Big Bash draft. Uh, if you are interested in in how that works, please check out that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a weird place where we're at now. Where a few years ago, you know, there seemed to be a lot of interest in the Big Bash, and it's really waned. I don't know if it's if it's COVID that's hurt it, if it's the lack of, you know, big name test guys being available for it. Oversaturation. Uh, yeah, or oversaturation. Too long a season. Yeah, tried um, to do mm. too much, added too much, and then it's just yeah. Yep. So the team order for the draft. So we got Melbourne Renegades first, then the Stars, Brisbane Heat, Sydney Sixers, Adelaide Strikers, Perth Scorchers, Sydney Thunder, and then Hobart Hurricanes. So no idea how this works in that no. Davy Warner being retained. Anyways, we get to see we get to see the Reverend, we get to see the Bull uh, playing a bit of uh, you know coloured clothes cricket yep. uh, domestically here uh, in, in the Big Bash uh, come this summer. Uh, internationally, uh, South Africa is about to kick off their test tour of England. Uh, first of three tests uh, starts Wednesday at Lords. It's going to be intriguing. There's been a little bit of war of words around baseball and the rest of it and the South African seam attack, one of the best in the world, uh, and, and those English conditions may be a little bit conducive to, to the way that they like to play the game. Uh, England obviously having a, a very good summer so far, um, you know, disposing of, of – of, um, of India and New Zealand, yes, three, three against New Zealand, one against India. Yep. Uh, so, so three tests upcoming against South Africa. The first of which kicks off Wednesday. India are doing that three ODI series in Zimbabwe um, before taking on uh, the best of uh, Asia in the T Twenty uh, Asian Cup. And then, before we know, it'll be October, and we'll have the T Twenty World Cup uh, here mm-hmm. down under. That's about it for Cricket Chat. Let's talk some round ball. What's your sound effect for the soccer? Oh, good question. Good question. Raf, Raf, you tried to fucking kill yeah, me. Yeah, some, <laughs> some kind of dive, some kind yeah. of diving iteration. <laughs> I know. I need to come up with that one. Leave it with me. I'll have one for soccer next time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. It's got to be something to do with goal. Like, goal. Goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go, let go, let go, let go. Barcelona uh, have done some kind of dodgy deals. It seems during the week uh, we were Give were it actually kish. Yeah, well, we were speaking about their big name signings, spearheaded by uh, Robert Lewandowski, maybe not being able to take the field. Uh, that did not eventuate. All five of their new signings uh, got registered. 
Uh, a lot of uh, park footy about this, you know, late registrations, pay your fees, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> uh, insurance he's not registered. He's not registered. <laughs> trying to get a, you know, deduct the three points for a player not being registered. <laughs> but uh, Lewandowski, Rafina, Christensen, they all played last night in La Liga for Barcelona. They drew with newly promoted Rayo Vallecano. The, if you're wondering who they are, they've just come up. They're the third team in Madrid. Uh, they're not Real or not. Atletico, they are Rayo Vallecano and they held Barca to a nil all draw. So Barcelona sold 24.5% of Barca Studios this week. You might be wondering what is Barca Studios. They kind of do a bit of social media, a bit of a streaming platform. It seems like it's been a bit of a money pit for Barcelona and Barca TV. And they sold them for a cool 100 million euros, that, that nearly quarter share of that company. Reportedly... Still owe Leo Messi money, still owe some ex-players money. It seems to be a bit of a shit show, but uh, uh, look, allegations of corruption and, and the rest of it here. Shock me. Uh, reportedly, Barcelona, a billion dollars <laughs> in debt. Uh, I don't know how debt works when it gets into those kind of numbers. It's, you know, you know when they say the US is like trillion dollars in debt, you're kind of like... Eh. It's just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, well, but what? Yeah, but what happens? Like, do you send debt collectors? You know, you send a few bikies around there, rough up the US. You know, <laughs> pay your money. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it works when when it gets to that kind of numbers. Anyways, uh, so so Barca are going to be able to play play. Um, you know, all, all their their new signings. Um, you know, of of which the most interest is around Robert Lewandowski, and doesn't seem like too much uh, has come their way in terms of sanctions. It's 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 interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's the old white collar crime, isn't it? White collar crime, yes. you know. So someone's you know slinging a little bit of marijuana on the street, lock them away forever. But guys that wear white collars, they don't go to jail. Anyway, community service, yeah, a little community service. Uh, interesting to see uh, what's going to happen there. I think uh, Real and Atletico Madrid probably licking their lips uh, with mm-hmm. uh, the the finance situation with uh, Barcelona. Speaking of Barcelona, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is on there. Uh, in their squad at the moment um, and probably won't get a whole lot of game time uh, given Lewandowski and Rafinha and the likes playing up front for them. He did play under Thomas Tuchel for school at Borussia Dortmund um, and has been linked with, with going to Chelsea. Uh, he's I think he's 33 now. Have you got a, you've got a story there, Marks. Uh, Chelsea are ready to sign him as well as Frankie de Jong, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh, what, what are they asking for in transfer fees? That's probably the important <laughs> thing here. <laughs> Barca will be going, uh, you know, tr- trying the hard sell here, surely. <laughs> Need a bit of money, a bit yeah. of desperation, a bit of gill from Simpsons, if you will. Uh, yes. Quite desperate probably to cash in on, on these two guys. That's it. Um, just trying to get through this now. So apparently uh, United was going to pay £72 million pounds to sign De Jong. That's a bit of cash. Um, Chelsea's willing to... Um, match that. Match that. Um, Fuck. That, that's not good news for United. We'll get to them in, in a second. <laughs> but if they miss yeah. out on signing anyone, <laughs> ooh, dire. Dire um, straits. And apparently Pierre-Emerick would be moved on a free transfer. Free transfer? Or... I oh, know he he no, moved he'd already no, moved sorry. for free so yeah. probably not a lot of money attached to him. So, Hence yeah, yeah. Thomas too yeah. cool for school. Uh, thinking you know. Uh, come bang in a few goals for, for Chelsea, probably off the bench at his age. Mm. Man United, they are in massive, massive trouble. Drubbed for zip, not by Manchester City, not by Liverpool, 
Not by Chelsea, but by Brentford. The bees. Bzz, bzz. Uh, they knocked in four in the first half. Uh, as it stands, United, yes, it is only two games, but they currently sit dead last. Uh, the first goal was was just a comical error from from David De Gea. Uh, he was pretty remorseful in the post-game interview and then some really scrappy defending. Uh, and Brentford, before you, you knew it, were up four zip. Uh, apparently trying to play a bit of a different style under Ten Hag. They, I think they lined up in a 4-3-3 last week against Brighton. They lined up in a 4-5-1. Uh, overnight, it, it seems like the players don't know what the game plan is. They held a lot of possession here, but just were getting smacked on the on the counter. Mm. Um, Ronaldo has been playing, okay. um, so he played the whole game overnight against Brentford and uh, came off the bench against Brighton for for thirty seven minutes. Um, he hasn't hasn't found the old onion bag just yet, and it doesn't get any easier because they play Liverpool next week. That is at Old Trafford. United boys, uh, so the United to get relegated chat started, you know. Well, Rickon's <laughs> in our chat saying, uh, you know, feel for Man United fans, they're currently looking for new teams to join. Uh, rip Man United, time to regulate them. It's interesting you said that because uh, in my, I've got a soccer chat uh, on Facebook, a few blokes I went to uni with, a few blokes I never met before. Uh, but, you know, we, we talk talk a little bit of, bit of soccer in there and I've jumped on the Millwall train. I've, I saw that Green, <laughs> Green Street hooligans. I like the way that, you know, the cut of the jib <laughs> in, in, in there. I like the cut of the jib <laughs> in Millwall. So that's, that's my new championship team and I've jumped off Manchester United. Uh, no, I, I, look, uh, not diehead United fan, but they are my my team in the EPL, and it's it's hard to comprehend how one of the world's most you know valuable and elite uh, illustrious football clubs uh, has been able to dish up what they have in the last two weeks. Uh, you know, going down mm. to Brighton and and Brentford. Um, you know, the English press has been having a field day uh, overnight. Pathetic is one of the words that's been thrown out. Um, you know, head scratching. Uh, guys, you know, being really questioned. Uh, Eric Ten Hag under a, a enormous scrutiny. The poor fella uh, in, in only his second, uh, you know, top flight game. Um, but with that list, they, they shouldn't be losing 4 0 to, to anyone. No, not to Brentford. Let, let alone Brentford. Christian Eriksen signing with them. Uh, his old team, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, a few Danes there. You know, a few a few blokes that he plays international football with. He he might be questioning his his decision to, to go join a quote unquote big club. Uh, it's it's dire. It is really dire straits for United fans. Alas, it is two yeah. weeks. It's two it's weeks. Early. It's two weeks in that, the season. That was going to be my point. It's early, and yeah, um, they're not rebuilding, but maybe they're retooling a little bit. Um, they got to find their feet. And uh, mm. there's so much uncertainty as well in that club, uh, what their future is going to be held. Like in a month's time, Ronaldo might not be playing. The, Rena- the Ronaldo uncertainty is one thing. The other uncertainty is you look at a team like Man City, you look at a team like Liverpool, mm. you've got a pretty good understanding of who their best 11 is. Yeah. I, I keep going through the United squad. They've got their, their second team would be just about as good as their, as, as their, one, as their ones team. To, to put it in that kind of, you know, Rezzy's in first grade kind of Australian mm-hmm. way of looking looking at, uh, you know, one of the most, um, you know, one of the most successful clubs of all time. Mm. The, they've got a lot of talent that doesn't play, mm-hmm. especially uh, defenders. They've got quote-unquote world-class defenders that that aren't fitting into that that yeah. best 11 at the moment. And and just some guys that I just don't know if, they, if they're proven, you know, poor Fred cops a lot from, from Brazil. Fred... Fred of 
you know, four letters in his name, fame. <laughs> um, but he, he just he just seems like he's a step slow and 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 gets found out a mm. fair bit. Obviously, De Gea had a stinker, but you know, mm-hmm. United legend, you can probably forgive him for, for that. Uh, all, all the the question marks around Ronaldo that can't be good for for the rest of the team uh, moving forward, and just maybe a bit of a lack of interest. You know that they. They kind of tried to part ways with with your Paul Pogba's, you know, of mm. of maybe care more about themselves and and less about the team, um, you know, th- those mm. kind of guys l- last year. But I, I don't know if they've r- replaced them with guys that that uh, you know their their hearts involved uh, yeah. with the team. But like we said, two weeks, uh, maybe Ten Hag can can kind of instill uh, some some kind of structure and a and a. Finite, um, you know, best eleven uh, uh, out of out of uh, this this squad. They they dominated the possession. Uh, they created yeah. plenty of chances. It, it was just really scrappy defending, which um, which came yeah. unstuck here. They I, may lack a little bit of direction currently. So yeah, we'll see what they are in a month's time. Indeed, if they yeah. if they you know zero and six by that point. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> could you imagine? Could yeah. you imagine? Big yeah. test against Liverpool next week. It is at home. What else happened in the, the EPL, Pebby? Uh, so outside of that, that w- that was really the big talking point. City looked pretty good. Four zip demolition of Bournemouth. Bournemouth mm. were paying thirty six Australian dollars to one <laughs> to win that game. Man City at a dollar and six cents. Their new star striker Erling Haaland pla- paying a dollar thirty from Sportsbet to, to score a goal. City kicked four. He kicked zero. So, <laughs> so interesting there. They can do it without him. Um, they. You know, short price favourites to win the whole thing, as we as we spoke about last week. Arsenal uh, have started off pretty well, four-two uh, winners over Leicester City. It was Gabriel Jesus, the ex-Man City striker, that looked pretty good for them, and a massive, massive matchup tonight uh, in Chelsea and Spurs, uh, two London teams that will both be looking to push. City and Liverpool this year. I think this is probably uh, a really good litmus test for for where both these clubs are at. I think Spurs especially have added depth. Uh, I spoke about it last week, but mm-hmm. I, I they're third favourites to to win the whole thing, um, and this will be a really good test for for them tonight. Uh, but yeah, early early days. Uh, essentially, the takeaways are. Uh, you know, United historically bad. Everton also, you know, after last year not looking great, also yeah. not looking great again this year. And uh, it's the who can who can stick with Man City mm. and Liverpool uh, story. Uh, did Liverpool play? That is not on that list. No, they play Monday night. Monday night. They okay. mon- yeah, they yep. play and they they only drew. I think last they week with Fulham. Fulham last week. Yep. So still a little bit unproven. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's it's. Seems like it's going to be uh, the the two horse race, and who who can stick it with uh, with City and Liverpool. Very good. NFL news. Let's go. <laughs> green nineteen. Green nineteen. <laughs> All right. Football is back. Kind of. Kind of. Preseason. pre-season. Yep. Wasn't any. Slowly major, major injuries to come out of it. It was a big scare Thankfully. for New York Jets fans. Mm. With Jets Zach, have had a bit rough this. With, this yeah, week. with Zach Wilson of um, Milf Hunting fame. Mm. Uh, going down with a non-contact knee injury, you always worry when they're non-contact. Scans came through today. You read this? Yeah, the reports are bone bruise and a meniscus tear. So they're saying anywhere from two to four weeks. Uh, mm. I think they were saying potentially a... Um, uh, clean up surgery for mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, but they're hoping to get him ready for uh, week one. So there had been some reports that maybe the Jets would be interested in Jimmy D. They do have Flacco there as their 
as the backup. Um, but yes, I think Jets fans can breathe a sigh of relief. He'll sit out the training camp and we'll have to see what he what it looks like um, when the games start for real. Massive uh, sigh of relief. Yeah. Mm. Uh, unfortunately for them, Mikko Belton. Yeah, the uh, big left tackle. Yeah, did his knee and it looks like season done for him. Mike, can you just chase up there on I Mikko Becton? I think it was ACL. One, one of the biggest tackles getting around in the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm sure Jets fans will be hoping that it's not the worst case scenario. But, uh, yeah, have, have you got any news there? The other thing uh, out of that Jets-Eagles uh, game, did you see Jalen Hurts get you got belted so late? Uh, that's... That's a big time. Did you see the the um, the Eagles coach? He yelled out across the across the field. He's like, "Salo, what the fuck?" Fair, <laughs> like, like fair enough. Yeah, it was big time late. Fair yeah. enough. And in preseason, like, not that that's okay in you know in a championship game, but you kind of like, oh well, it actually means something. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're, they're playing hard. That's a big faux pas in a yeah, in a in a preseason game. He was fine, luckily. Luckily, yeah. bounced back up uh, and played played pretty well, actually. Uh, young uh, Jalen Hurts, he was he's perfect in in that drive. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not what you want to see in preseason. Lots of people think that these games maybe you know need to be reviewed or how many they play. Yeah, well, start, they're, they're, starters not even playing them at all. Yeah, they've reduced it to three. Um, so uh, across the league, really, most starters only if you played starters got a drive and that was it. Um, they might play a quarter next week and then sit out for the third game. Uh, so yeah, overall. Not a lot, but they seem to be selling well and uh, get good viewership. So, dude, some of the crowds were crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I watched the the Niners and Packers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Probably three quarters full there at mm-hmm. Levi Stadium mm-hmm. uh, for for a preseason game, which which is nuts. Yeah, uh, well, they, they did get to see a lot of uh, a decent amount of Lance. And yeah, then, Trey Lance. He, he um, looked pretty good. He, yeah, looked, he, he did look good. He looked and, pretty good. You know, for Packers fans, he got a fair bit of uh, Jordan Love as well. So. The future. Uh, yes, the future. potentially the future. No Rodgers, no Aaron Jones, no AJ Dillon there mm-hmm. for the Packers mm-hmm. uh, and not many of their starting defensive players. They did go with uh, with uh, Quay Walker, okay, yep. um, uh, who, who played a fair bit there on the defensive side mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, hard to gauge where the Packers are at. Uh, we'll speak about receivers shortly and uh, – and yeah. You know what's going on in that receiving room. I, I think the, the main news is to follow um, the Ravens' uh, history. They've now haven't lost since 2015. I think. Yeah, they're, they're the preseason kings. Straight preseason games. The preseason or like kings. That. Yeah, preseason kings. That's going to be uh, Harbour's approach. Mm. Is is you know putting putting some effort into into these preseason yeah. games. I think I spoke about it last year when we you know we went into the first year of the NFL being 17 games. It has to surely it's got to go to 18. It's got to, it can't be an odd number. 18 would <laughs> be good. Fuck off one preseason game and make one more game that matters and have one less game that yeah. that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, speaking of the Ravens uh, today today or yesterday, Lamar's yesterday. made the, made the news that uh, he he's week one's his deadline for a new contract. Oh, mm-hmm. So we'll want some see, cash. Yeah, see what that oh, see well. what that looks like after say the Murray and uh, Watson deals um, to be in that ballpark. I'd say for him, they a former MVP. They won their game against the Titans uh, mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. this is going to be uh, you know the bane can, the bane of the Esky. I'm going off the top <laughs> of my head, but it's Tyler Huntley and Brett. Huntley, I think one's got a T, one's got a D. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that if if Lamar don't sign, one of those boys will be playing. Yes, uh, 
uh, quarterback for them. Uh, the, probably yeah. the big story out of that game was Malik Willis uh, getting mm-hmm. uh, a lot of action there for the Titans. Look good with his legs. Probably needs, uh, you know, a still a little bit to prove with his throwing ability. Uh, but but look good. Look good with the with the legs. Obviously, the comparison coming out of the draft was Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your note there, Jims? Oh, yeah. Uh, just back on Becton. Uh, he suffered a knee fracture, so most likely out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he, d- he did something similar to what uh, yep. Pappenhausen did. Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah. yeah. Not good. I was just Not thinking good. about that. Yeah. Yeah, patella fracture. Um, and, yeah, so subsequent to that, the Jets have signed Dwayne Brown to a two-year contract, um, reportedly worth about $22 million. So not bad, not, not bad, bad for a backup. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, interesting that it's a two-year deal for something that's... Maybe what, yeah, well, a one-year injury. It's supposed to be only a one-year injury. Hedge in their bets. Imagine the size of his patella. It must take some force to <laughs> put a fracture in that. He's, he's a massive human being. Yeah. Uh, Roquan Smith, uh, Chicago Bears inside linebacker, mm-hmm. requests trade. Broncos are interested? Yeah, quite potentially. And we just had a... Um, our inside linebacker today dislocated his elbow. Um, two plays into the game, uh, Jones Griffin, Griffith. So now that that injury um, looks really nasty, looks really nasty. The bounce back from it can be quite quick. quick. Can yes. be quite quick. Yeah, yeah. But even still, for for Denver, and they're not the only one. Uh, you know, inside linebacker can be a bit of a hole. And Smith coming off his rookie deals, looking to get a new deal, doesn't feel like Chicago value his his talents. He's now holding. Out officially, mm. um, so of course didn't play in their game and um, is away from the club. Uh, but yeah, I'd say he have plenty of suitors. He's um, I think led the tackle count for a couple of years yeah. as well, yep. and he's been excellent since he got drafted. So uh, a lot of clubs would mm. be there, and I put the Broncos there because he could be you know the icing on top. Um, though we probably don't have a lot of. Uh, Collateral you know, picks wise mm. to, 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 to nah. trade after <laughs> already down the house, yeah. For with uh, Russell Wilson and um, I don't think we'd really want to give a players as well as well in that the hypothetical scenario because uh, we're looking to you know potentially you know, fight in the AFC West, um, make a playoff run, etc. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, and mm. while we stay on Denver, officially sold this week. Mm. Um, mm. You know, the is owners, it a price? Um, I think we, we we looked at it a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was oh, was it over five five bill? bill? Yeah, five what? point something. Yeah, um, to Doctor Evil Money. Yeah, essentially <laughs> to the Walmart group. Four point um, six five billion dollars. Yeah, four point six bill. Didn't quite get five. Yeah, yeah, yeah USDs. Um, so unanimously voted up by the ownership. So it's been official. Um, and they've been stamping their their kind of look on there. One of the Walt family is the. Um, CEO They've mm-hmm. announced A new team president As well And mm-hmm. Someone else They've added in that list As well And we talked about Lewis Hamilton last week So mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. Got some new names Some new faces there um, See what that means for, for Denver As a football club Going forward New stadium mm-hmm. New New Jersey's That's all the, the Recent chat We'll mm-hmm. have to see What happens Exciting as a Broncos fan Yeah definitely It's it's all new And um, you know Honeymoon phase We'll see What it's like After five years of the week And <laughs> <laughs> Whether we're looking elsewhere. <laughs> what? Stale, sex life slowing down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. so I, I suppose it's a stupid question, but they stay in Denver, obviously, for. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think they're, they're happy with the fitness, uh, uh, with the, not the fit, uh, with the. Um, what was I saying? The future, maybe. The future. Um, the hap- fit future. Yeah, they're hap- happy where they fit. They're happy with Denver. They're happy with the market. Mm. Um, a lot of history there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm. I think the as long as it's making the money, they'll be quite content. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, they've got all the money in the world anyway. So 
we'll have to see. We'll have to see. They've got a lot of good ownership, um, a lot of yeah, good faces in there. We'll see what it looks like. James White, uh, Super Bowl champion three times. Uh, Tom Brady's safety blanket for a while out of out of the backfield there. Uh, put up some crazy numbers for uh, receptions as a running back. Never really established himself running the football, but definitely in a, a committee for a lot of it. In a committee and a, and a key piece of of uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady offense. Uh, you know, three Super Bowl rings, uh, nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. Announcing his retirement mm-hmm. after uh, eight years. In the league, so... Did you follow this story at all? Was there any kind of reason or just... just uh, I, I didn't see a huge reason, but maybe a little bit of writing on the wall as well with uh, where the, the club is in their, their uh, running back room because they've got a lot of good talent there. Damien so. Harris, drafted Pierre Strong, Ramondre Stevenson so coming along. Yeah. So, yeah, whether, whether that kind of impacted it a little bit and... Also, you know, getting up there in years as a running back and yep. uh, didn't really want to try catching on with another club. Yep. Probably made decent money, so I think he's happy. Yep. Uh, good for, on him. For, for my, yeah, for go my out on top. Go out on top. Uh, yeah. um, good on you, James White, there. Uh, it, does, uh, it doesn't make any kind of... Uh, Make it any clearer, I suppose, the fantasy implications for for mm-hmm. New England Patriots running backs. Uh, we were big last week on Damian Harris, and I suppose this just makes you a little bit bigger yeah, bigger on yeah. Damian Harris. We will talk fantasy uh, in just a moment. Yeah, what's what do you got there from your notes of week one? Yeah, so I, I watched I watched the Packers. You obviously watched Denver, the Broncos. Yeah. Did you catch any bucks? They no, not they, today, no. they went down to the <laughs> Dolphins. Um, I just I just saw the numbers. I saw Kyle Trask played pretty much the whole game. Yep. That's mm-hmm. probably going to be the the move uh, going forward yeah. after yep. after you know Tom Brady when he retires when he's eighty eight. Going forward. And for the Dolphins, uh, I can't remember the quarterback's name, but he played the whole whole game. Uh, Tua Tyreek did not feature. Uh, probably the talking points from week one in the preseason, Desmond Ritter, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Falcons' um, early draft pick. The quarterback, he threw for two, touch di- uh, two touchdowns, ran for 59 yards, maybe pressing... Uh, Mariota. Mariota scored a touchdown with his legs as well. So yeah, and he played, played the, fir- played played the first bit. drive, looked yeah. okay. Uh, you know, oh, London did injure himself, but I think they're saying it's okay. Okay, yeah. From what I heard... Precautionary. <laughs> no serious injuries to big-name starters through a week of preseason, yes. which is huge. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so That's so good. That's, that's what everyone uh, wants to see. Uh, something that maybe people want to see, maybe people don't, is Deshaun Watson playing football. Yeah. Uh, played a drive or two uh, against the Jags and was copying a a pretty yeah, lots of booze throughout the entire yeah, time was out there and a bit of a, a you, you sick, sick fuck, fuck yeah chat went went around so yeah didn't play all that well either no. in that drive very uh, rusty interesting 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 did uh, see a little bit of Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne uh, playing a bit for the Jags mm-hmm. in. That one, uh, Mahomes and Kels played a drive uh, for for the uh, Chiefs. They did lose that to Chicago and and Kenny Pickett. This was interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Thirteen of fifty, uh, thirteen of fifteen, ninety two yards, two touchdowns in their yeah. win against uh, winning the winning game touchdown as well. So Kenny Pickett, you know that that quarterback quarterback room there in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's looking a little bit interesting the, the next few mm. games for the Steelers. Well, he was listed as third on their initial death chart. Well. I don't know. So I don't yeah. think he's. Th- I don't reckon he's yeah. three. I don't think he's three. Yeah, I think he'll definitely skip over Mason Rudolph. Um, the question is, yeah, will he beat out the veteran in Trubisky um, as the number one? 
fair, fair statement. Uh, and for the Seahawks in that game, Drew Locke and Geno Smith pretty much played equal uh, yeah. and pretty similar numbers. I think Locke just outplayed him. I think he was like 11 of 16 to Smith's 6 of 11 or something. So, okay. Um, uh, it was, uh, Locke was 11 of 15, uh, 102 yards. Smith was 10 of 15, 101 yards. Oh, no, but very similar. Yeah. Locke Touch, had the two touchdowns. Had the two touchdowns. There was yeah. only the touchdowns difference yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, they've, you know, for Jimmy G watch, it's probably Browns depending on the suspension, maybe Jets depending on Wilson. We think he's probably all right. Otherwise, maybe Seahawks depending on how their preseason goes um, with the the rest going forward. So, yeah. That's week one in the books for the preseason. We've got games that matter coming up pretty shortly. Uh, But this time of the year... You know, we like to talk NFL fantasy. We have done it the last few weeks. Uh, we did a, a rookies video early yep. on, uh, and then a quarterbacks one, followed by a running backs one. Mm-hmm. Today, we'll be discussing mm-hmm. wide receivers. Sean's done the research into who you want to go after and who you want to be cautious about uh, in your fantasy draft. Uh, I'm going to go uh, for a quick uh, toilet break. Mm. But uh, get us underway here, Sean. Uh, you're pretty happy with the top 10 receivers. Run us through it. Yeah, well, overall as a statement, the wide receiver class is very deep and that probably is a, a reflection of the last, say, three drafts, which have been very heavy on wide receiver talent. Um, mm. It means that, yeah, there's a lot of good available guys that are ready to be picked up. Um, so speaking of 10, the top 10, and depending on your list, um, in this range are going Lamar Chase, Cooper Cup, uh, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Stephen Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, and then I've got T Higgins in here. But we'll get to that in a minute. We'll start with uh, Cooper Cup mm. and uh, Jefferson. Um, they're going uh, potentially... Um, well, they're going in the first round and they kind of flip back and forth depending on uh, which yeah. one goes first. Uh, yeah. Average draft position, they're about the same. Uh, it's your preference, essentially. Um, mm. over, uh, overall, then... Yeah, overall. So then Chase is then the next one very close. So you've got Cop and Jefferson going uh, in the first very early. Chase is kind of sneaking into that first round uh, depending on the team's uh, you know, league length. Uh, but usually he's going very high in the second. Um, yep. uh, the rest of those guys in that 10 we just talked about are going in that second to third round um, kind of tier and there's um, anywhere from, say, 15 through to 30. Mm. So on this list, um, I think the guy that probably I like the most with super undervalued uh, is Keenan Allen. Um, he's been excellent there, uh, had a huge amount of receptions, um, definitely a lock for first one, first round no, – sorry, for – Wide receiver one yeah. uh, there at the Chargers. He will get a lot, a lot of ball. Um, and he's great value in that third round. He's kind of going there as, you know, as wide receiver like eight, nine or ten, uh, depending what list you look at. Uh, so he's, you know, kind of floating in that round. I think that's great value. And if you can pick him up in the third, uh, maybe even as your first wide receiver, if you've gone to running backs, um, it's still you're getting great value there. Uh, and you can be happy with that. Uh that kind of leads us, I guess, into um, Higgins, uh, which is interesting because um, depending on what list you look at, uh, anywhere from 9 through to 12 is kind of where he's floating. But he's the first wide receiver two on this list. Um, but he kind of gets yep. wide receiver one type looks with the Bengals considering how much they pass the ball um, and, mm. uh, you know, score touchdowns, etc. They did a, have over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns last year. Um, so you reckon the Bengals can still have enough production between Chase and Higgins to 
Yeah, they can both. Very and Tyler viable. Boyd's probably even viable there as well. Like they, mm-hmm. um, the way they play football is volume passing. So yes, I think he's definitely got lots of looks. Um, is he top ten in fantasy wide receivers? Well, he was wide receiver twenty two last year. Mm. Um, like I said, he's going uh, wide receiver twelve roughly. Um, depending on lists, as I said, you know, up to nine. Uh, but it kind of depends on the order. And I think you threw in there Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown as mm. questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hill was mm. six last year, wide receiver six. Uh, AJ Brown was 32, but was hurt. Hurt for about uh, six games. Yeah, so you, you weigh that up. Will uh, be wide receiver one at Philly. Yeah, yeah. And Higgins, you know, was 22. Um, so, you know, kind of in between the two of them. Hill is interesting kind of conversation. We'll get to him in a minute. But you've you got to weigh up. He's now at Miami and doesn't have, uh, you know, the freak, the alien that is Mahomes throwing him 100-plus mm. receptions. <laughs> and obviously season, so. that's, that's yeah. going to hinder you going from Mahomes to, to a tongue of Iloa, respectfully. Yes. That, yes. that is a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think talent-wise... I think that they, they, they're going to try and really. True, but talent ma- doesn't win your fantasy games. So yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I just I don't Vo- volume and receptions. Yeah, so. I don't I don't see a world where Tyreek Hill scores less fantasy points than T Higgins this year. Oh, as a comparison, yeah, mm. prob- probably not. Um, but you you just got to weigh up potential risk there. That yes, last he gets fed a lot more with the Chiefs. Mahomes can throw the ball up to fifty times in a game, whereas I think Tua will probably average only thirty. So, yep. you know, that's twenty less passes of value, uh, volume. Sorry, every every game, and then also he's got a very good running mate there in Weddle. But you know, Chiefs had Kelsey, so I guess you you have Kelsey. So I guess there's a comparison there that yeah, they had two two good mm. good wide receivers. So and we'll w- see, we'll see. And I think that's kind of reflected a little bit in mm. Tyreek Hill's kind of uh, value because uh, we'll start with my little bit of fading segment. I'm you know very unsure about him and Weddle because he's going in the 20s. Weddle was about 40s mm-hmm. um, as average kind of draft position. Um, so, yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm just unsure probably more with the quarterback situation and what Tua looks like. Yep. Mm. Um, not, you know, there's some good stuff out of camp, some not-so-great stuff out of camp. Probably won't see a lot in preseason, so you've – Got to weigh up the risk of what that actually is going to look like uh, when they get into there. So, yeah, unsure about those two purely based on quarterback play as, as your issue. Um, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Whereas you don't have that risk with Higgins. You know he's going to get high volume over yeah. there in Bengals. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, he'll probably get 100 targets again this year. Yeah, so. it's, that's a reasonable precaution. Yeah. I've, I've always been bullish on Tyreek Hill. We, we did have a chat last year around our, our top 10 receivers, and I'll, I was very big on Tyreek Hill. But that, it's, a, it's a fair concern to, yeah. and you know, to, uh, to go from the Chiefs system to, to the Dolphins. Yeah, and Hill may be going in that second, early third you can wait, get Higgins in the third, early fourth, and like you, you're still getting a pretty good return. Mm. Um, you're getting like a wide res- two that puts up wide receiver one numbers mm. uh, for a lot of clubs. So Inde- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not going to argue that. I'm yeah. not going to argue that. But I'm I'm just cautious uh, as to you know throwing him in that top ten conversation yeah, yeah. Uh, in in fantasy football. Yeah, year. he's he's on the cuffs of that. You know, yeah, like I yeah. said, you know, wide receiver 18, 12, twelve. So yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, depending on listen, depending on how much you value, he, you know, potentially he and Chase could both go over 100 um, receptions, and mm. uh, God forbid anything happens to Chase, then he's going to get all the value, all well, the volume. It, so yeah, that's something that you got. He's also yeah the, the well. highest handcuff too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, Time will tell, time will tell. Let's talk about Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's been a lot of speculation about him in the preseason holding in and yeah. contract. Well, got debacles. his contract. So signed. Yes, he got he got his big deal. So mm-hmm. he will stay there. Lance 
looked good in the game. So this is kind of what you start way up. Uh, he's averaging in the 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 twenties. I'm still at this point still kind of fading him. As in, uh, I'd prefer to go look elsewhere because um, I guess I'm still unsure of his usage. Had the complaints about playing running back. You know, his um, overall scrimmage yards is what made him very valuable in fantasy last year. So if you remove a lot of that RB and he's focusing more of as a wide receiver, then maybe he's not valuable at that, you know, 20 average um, in the 20s there as an uh, ADP because maybe he's more like a 30 or 40 range. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. Yeah, so I, I'd, I, be, I think fair, I'd be very there. skeptical of drafting Debo in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, early thirds as well, um, potentially, because uh, you still have questions there as Lance's quarterback and then what his role is with that offense, what they're going to look like going forward. But um, So that's, that's my concern there. Um, also fading uh, Johnson from the Steelers. Mm. Currently going in the 30 and 40s. We talked about it before. QB a big concern. Pickett was third, as we mentioned before. Mitch currently won. And if Mitch <laughs> Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback, I'm probably avoiding a lot of Steelers wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, Alan um, Robinson uh, says yeah, hi probably yeah. uh, <laughs> of being overdrafted in, in fantasy yeah. and not probably producing mm. that much. Yeah, just, uh, just risk, just scary. There. The, ris- the risk is scary. Uh, Deontay Johnson put up some pretty big numbers last mm. year. Obviously, different quarterback situation. Yeah, going from a Hall of Fame quarterback to a flame out. Well, to who knows. Cop that. Yeah. Yeah, or, or a rookie, or a rookie in picket. Mm. Um, we'll have to see. And, uh, mm. yeah, I, for that reason, I think there's other – with the wide receivers and with all the classes that have come out, that I mentioned before, there's just so much uh, potential available good guys that yeah. you can um, – you could – Pick up instead, and um, and and that's the difference, isn't it? When we're talking receivers, we're talking running backs. Running yeah. backs, you got to go hard early. Whereas there's so much depth with receivers, you, yeah, you exactly. could probably take a punt with with you know just about anyone in in these sort of mid mid draft selections. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so probably you have to consider that when 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 you're talking yeah, about well, it. it's probably the, not as vital as yeah. As and where the league is and where some of those teams are, they. It's high volume passing, so it, you know wide receiver twos are even very valuable. Indeed, so, indeed. Um, yeah, mm. so for that reason, a lot of the guys here in my fading segment are QB related. So you know Amari Cooper yep. again, he's currently going in the sixties. I'd probably avoid without the the knowledge of the quarterback situation. Who's it going to be? Who's yeah. it going to be? Yeah, if 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 Watson does get a season long suspension or even a twelve game suspension that there's been chat about, ban um, him for life for doing a shoey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do we? Do they turn to Jimmy G and maybe that uh, you know alleviate some of that concern? But otherwise, they've got nothing. There. And we're also so talking about a, a quarterback that's not on their roster at the moment. Correct. You know, Correct. there's so much yeah. speculation involved here. Yeah. Where and then someone like following that trend, DK. You can even throw Lockett in this regards. Who knows who their quarterback's going to be? Um, What's you know, the ADP on DK? Fifties. He's going in the 50s, so actually higher than Cooper, I believe. Wide receiver 21. Yeah. So Wide receiver 21. I'd be bullish on DK here. And again, you know, I know we just said talent doesn't win you fantasy yeah. uh, fantasy comps, mm. but I just think he's he's such a good receiver. I don't know if it's if it's going to be Locke throwing in the ball. I don't know if it's going to be Geno Smith. I, I feel like he, he might be worth taking a punt on just in how talented a yeah, footballer he is. He is, but also yeah. there could be a risk. I'd say if Smith's his quarterback – then I think that leads more to Tyler being uh, more valuable there. Because the, Locke, deep, the deep threat? Yeah, whereas Locke loves the deep ball and throwing it deep. He loves relying on his arm, which might lead better to you know going to DK there. And so. you've seen a lot of Drew Locke yes. as, as, yeah. a, as a Broncos fan. Yeah, and you know, he turned um, you know, the, his rookie year with Cortland Sutton 
um, turn him basically into a wide receiver one because mm. he mm. could go up and get those deep balls. So um, looking forward to the Wilson and Sutton uh, relationship. We'll get to that in a minute. But that, I, I, th- <laughs> I think, you know, for DK, that's, that's probably the preference for quarterback. But then also, mm. um, yeah, you got Locke there who's um, had struggles, in, you know, playing for Denver for a very long time. So, yeah, of those guys, I'd avoid them and be focused more on Brandon Cooks who's been – you know, I guess a forgotten man there in Houston, super underrated, mm. but he's also been super consistent, 1,000-yard seasons after 1,000-yard seasons. Um, really, Nico Collins maybe uh, yeah. there. Like, they, they don't have a lot of, of other options there, mm. so he's going to get a lot of ball um, thrown in his direction. Yep. So a lot of high volume um, his, his way. And David Mills um, hasn't been bad. That's mm. the other thing. Like he, I thought it was impressive last year, yeah, Davis yeah. Mills. Like the, yeah. the neck is impressive. So the, neck, the daily <laughs> Cherry Evans of the NFL. Uh, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think Brandon Cooks is criminally undervalued. Uh, and, and, and going go in this him. range in fifties around all these guys, I'd be picking him uh, over the other one. And PPR. If you're in a PPR league, you're probably mm. not going to get a whole heap of touchdowns, but probably will catch a lot of balls. Yep. He's yep. kind of Jalen Waddle esque in that you know. Looking that, at that screen game, that short yardage situation, you know, mm. get getting those eight yard screens, PPR. Thanks, one point eight points. Put it in the bank. Yeah, well, and, and thank you for the segue there because Waddle currently going in the forties, um, and we talked about the concerns there with Tua, the volume. Will Hill take a lot of volume away from Waddle from what he had last year because he really didn't have too much of a running mate um, over there uh, that they could rely on consistently. So, I think forties is like high for him considering. I think Cooks. Probably got better value overall. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that's too much. Fourth round, ten team league. Yeah, or fourth or fifth round. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a bit too eager on, on Jalen Waddle, mm. considering he's wide receiver two under a un, you know unproven quarterback. I'd rather a wide receiver one in Brandon Cooks mm. under an unproven quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Can you look up McLaurin for me, Jimmy? Um, so yeah, what's your thoughts there? Uh, well, I'll get to that. We'll get him the ADP because um, so Mooney uh, is the next one going. Darnell in the, Mooney, yeah, go in the sixties. Uh, has a pretty good relationship from Fields. Did have a great catch today um, when they were both on the field. But I guess I'm in a wait-and-see mode with them. I want to see Fields probably will play a, a decent amount throughout the f- preseason um, going forward as they you know, work him up. All accounts, he's been good in, in training camp. Then I've also seen a fair bit of air ball footage as well. Um, so we'll have to see what that looks like. He'll be their number one. Uh, there's, you know, with no Robinson there, there's basically no real other options as well. That's such a weak, uh, weak um, wide receiver group. And I think um, Harry got injured as well, Nikhil Harry, uh-huh. um, during the week. So, yeah. I think he's probably good value there, but I also just want to see, wait and see what their quarterback situation is going to look like. If Fields kind of looking like he's taking a step in these preseason games, then I'd be more comfortable there in that you know sixth or seventh round for him. Where's McLaurin going? Yeah, going? scary Terry. So mm. been a favorite I, favorite I, of you. You've yes, high, highly rated, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and, and has the numbers to uh, to back mm. that up. Pretty, uh, yeah. pretty. I think he's a bit unders, do you reckon, yeah, on, uh, on where he's going at the well, moment? What do you got there as a number? Yeah, so he's averaging around 42. 42, um, yeah, so in the 40s. Um, yeah. Yes, I think I, of Washington um, players, especially wide receivers, look at him, avoid all the others. Um, Dotson's probably the rookie. We'll have to see what that looks like. Uh, maybe mm. it gives more freedom for McLaurin, but... You know, they had Heineke uh, last year. It's going to be Wentz this year. That should be a bump there. McLaurin should take another step and um, got paid. So I've, I think he's going to be 
uh, a very good wide receiver this year, and I do like him compared to some of the others. Yeah, Wentz is Wentz, but uh, he's a better quarterback than Heineke was. Exactly. So. It's, it's an <laughs> that's, that's improvement, so I can't imagine uh, Scary Terry takes too much of a downturn. Mm. Now, have you got your blue and orange glasses on oh, here? Definitely. Or, or are you big <laughs> on Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton? Definitely big on them. Um, from what I've seen and um, some of the scrimmage today, well, yesterday from uh, against the Cowboys because they've been doing joint practices, uh, they both look excellent. And I think in this range – um, we're talking 60s and 50s, uh, Judy for 60s and 50s for Sutton. They have, you know, potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback playing for them. Um, they have a quarterback, a good quarterback situation, mm. good offensive uh, game plan looks like going forward, a good scheme, uh, which will utilise them. Yes, Judy's probably going to be a target man and Sutton's going to be a deep threat, get, tight, get the tutters, get the touchdowns. So uh, – I think do yourself a favour, avoid some of those other riskier quarterback situations and focus on this one where you'll get a lot more return on your picks uh, here in the middle of the draft. Do you have a preference between Judy and Sutton? Uh, probably depends on what else you drafted, based on what I said before. Uh, if you need a guy that gets more volume because you've got your – say you've picked DK beforehand, uh, go with Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you you know looking for a guy that probably scores more touchdowns and still going to have good value there – I'd pick Sutton, but uh, Sutton Wilson's uh, chemistry in camp has been very good, and same with Judy. And now with no Tim Patrick, mm. um, you know, it gives them a little bit of a bump uh, in potential volume going their way. So I do like both of them. I think they they could both be in for big seasons. What about the best mm. wide receiver in fantasy football a few years ago? Uh, mm. Obviously marred by injury. We're talking Great about Michael question. Thomas. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, coming back from an ankle injury, which basically ruined two seasons um, for him, we'll have to see what he looks like. Training camp looks good. Probably won't play any in the preseason. Um, does have his quarterback back in Winston. We'll have mm. to see what it looks like. Currently going that 60 range. So mm. I love his quarterback situation probably more, you know, both healthy um, that I guess is your concern here, uh, that, yeah, there could be value there. Mike Thomas could could be Mike Thomas of old mm. and uh, be go back to be on pace to breaking re- reception records. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that's what you kind of hope. And maybe in this range of that 60s and that 6th or 7th round, that's good risk. That's good mm. value there. I think that's it with him. It's just like a – it's a pretty high ceiling but also a pretty low yeah. floor. He, he's, yeah. he will be wide receiver one. Um, if, if his legs are all good, then uh, – I think that that's that's a good run there. The guys mm. going ahead of him, according to fantasypros.com, Chris Godwin, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Donnell Mooney. I like Mike Thomas better than, than any of those receivers, to be honest, just based on that ceiling, that mm. based on that high ceiling. Yeah, uh, we'll, look, we'll look at the quarterback as well. Like They've got a better uh, – you know, Lasek Wilson, Winston, is um, <laughs> you know, has, has improved and he can throw the ball around all over the place. Like he's, he's still a good quarterback. Um, and, you, you know, his his training videos are the best out there. <laughs> Very inspirational speaker in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eating them Ws. Um, so other great values. Bit of value. Yeah. I think Sam Brown uh, in the 60s as well. Um, Detroit Lions. There. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of value until uh, – a lot of volume, sorry, until Williams probably uh, gets involved more in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we're not expecting until mid-season or later for Jameson Williams. Well, some earlier reports on that. He's probably not ready for week one, but could be ready uh, around then. Interesting, so, interesting. Yeah, it's coming forward, modern medicine, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, I've, and I – you know, I talked about that in our rookie rookie video that uh, Williams is, yeah, is a very late pick 
in your draft is a sneaky good one there where you could potentially steal a lot of um, St. Brown's volume. But we'll see what that looks like. Either way, I think uh, St. Brown's in for a good season mm. uh, as and get a lot of volume there from, from Goff. Um, Alan Robertson. Probably at the Rams this year. At the Rams. Uh, will be wide receiver two to Cooper Cup. But I'd say, you know, we've talked about Cup probably can't. Um, it's going to be hard for him to reproduce. Reproduce, so mm. probably takes a step back. Um, you know, Robinson's going to then suck up all the volume from Woods and OBJ and probably some of that extra there. There's probably a lot there mm. uh, of value, and I really like him as a wide receiver too. Um, maybe he doesn't get up to T. Higgins kind of numbers, but I, you could see you can definitely can potentially see a comparison there. Yep. Biggest issue for them is I believe Stafford's got tennis elbow. Uh, in his oh. throwing arm, so we'll have to see. He won't play any preseason, I'd say. Rest, yep, yep. Um, uh, try to try to take the amount of throws he's got out of his arm, so he, he can feel a bit he- healthier. Yeah, but tendonitis, I think it is in his elbow. Um, the old lateral epicondylitis mm-hmm. is the the most current up to date term for that. A uh, little bit of physio chat here. You know, uh, tennis players get affected by a tennis elbow about five percent of this condition. Uh, much more <laughs> likely to see it in manual workers. Uh, or or uh, contact sports uh, people. Uh, hopefully, it's just a bit of uh, you know bracing and taping and some rehab, and he's good to go. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. news down there, Max? Need some of those Deshaun Watson massages. <laughs> <laughs> will, that, will that help Di- his elbow? <laughs> different appendage. Different appendage, I believe. There you go, Jimmy. Yeah, no, no long-term concerns. I think, like you mentioned, just keep it easy preseason. Look at yeah. these numbers from last year. Why do people sleep on this guy? Like we spoke about, it, I suppose, yeah. in, in the in the quarterback, uh, you know, review. F- uh, Forty-one touchdowns, seventeen interceptions, nearly five thousand yards, and and a Super Bowl last year for Matt Stafford. Yeah, and you got to remember, no Woods, no OBJ. Yeah. So you got to say yeah. that's forty touchdowns. Maybe ten of those go to Robinson's way. Yeah, which is huge numbers. Yep. Maybe he gets a thousand yards. Yeah, no, still huge numbers. Yeah, mm. so, like it. I'll so like in, it. in the sixties, great value there. I'd say. And then I've added Elijah Moore, and mm. it might depend on who plays quarterback. Um, you know, things have changed uh, mm-hmm. since, uh, you know, early – was it early this morning or uh, uh, yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday. So, yeah, things can change. But Elijah Moore, by all accounts, has won the wide receiver one job there at the Jets, um, kind of beating out Wilson and – Corey Davis. Corey Davis, et cetera. So they've kind of taken second field to, to Moore. So it would be interesting to see what his role is. I'd say it'd be high-volume targets – um, then maybe Tudders, but he's probably going to sneak in a few touchdowns definitely there. Mm. Um, and we'll have to see what it looks like with uh, when Wilson gets back. But in the 70s there, seventh or eighth round pick, um, as a wide receiver one uh, with a young football team that's probably going to have a good run game, um, be better overall. Uh, yeah, I think that's good value there um, for a guy that could take another – take a leap in his second season. Yeah, he showed a bit of promise last year, especially towards the back end of it. Uh, obviously, you know, quarterback situation and the rest there, uh, you know, yet yet to uh, to be confirmed. But, uh, yeah, I think Elijah Moore, if you can get him seventh or eighth round, you've, you've done pretty well. And then if you keep going down that list, like Gabriel Davis is going late 70s, Lazar is going in the hundreds. Like, there's still X, and he could be wide receiver one. Dude, we were speaking about this like pre-show. I think Alan Lazard, and yes, I'm a Packers fan, yeah. but if you get him 10th round, 9th yeah. round, I reckon that's a steal. Yeah. It, like, potentially could be the, the number one target for the two-time MV, defending MVP. Yeah. Uh, someone's going to have to feel the big boots that were Devontae Adams. I'm not saying that Lazard picks up 
Devontae Adams kind of traffic, mm-hmm. but he, he's going to have to get a, a lion's share of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, from from what I've seen uh, in this wide receiver group, I think he's going to be the, the number one target for 12 at Green Bay. Yeah. I, I think that's an absolute steal. Yeah, I agree. Because you look at the other wide receivers in that in that group, um, you know, they're going to have a bunch of rookies Yep, probably playing. Christian Watson hasn't been available. Sammy Watkins, uh, you know... But will he make the team? I think there's legitimate questions where Watkins makes the team with some of the young fellas. Agreed, agreed. Randall Cobb, obviously. Probably makes the team because he's butt buddies with... Great mates, great mates with with 12, but I don't think he's going to be wide receiver one. I think the lizard, Alan Lazard, is is a steal there if you can pick him up in, say, the ninth or 10th. Yeah, agree, agree. So... Uh, and then Gabriel Davis, go back to, to him. He's going in the 70s, you know, an eighth, eighth-ish kind of pick, a round pick. And, you know, wide receiver two at the Bills. He's going to have huge volume come his way uh, for for when they play. So, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to take a back steep. Cole Beasley's gone. So, mm. yeah, Gabriel Davis is going to take a big leap in his second year as well, I'd say. Did he catch four touchdowns in a game last year, Gabriel Davis? Uh, potentially, I, yeah. I think there was a game where he went – Absolutely wild. Maybe a game that Diggs missed. Poss- possibly. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. So, like, the talent's there. He's got great size. Um, and, you know, if Josh Allen stays healthy all year, he's going to mm. get, again, a lot of lot of ball. So you just see across the board, um, you know, all the way down in the 10th round, there's wide receivers you can pick. So Depth. depth <laughs> yeah, so depth. much depth. So much depth. Um, some sneaky, maybe left field sleepers. Uh, Julio Jones has gone in the 160s. Uh, which is almost to undrafted territory. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see if he makes the team, but sure. uh, sh- I think he should. Um, Godwin's coming back from the injury. Gage uh, had a hurt st- hamstring, but it was day-to-day. Mm. Um, so he might f- you know, sneak into that role. Not just I think, he, I think he's He might be wide receiver too on, yeah. on day one. Uh, which is potential. So, yeah, and um, uh, Tom Brady, what was it, threw the most touchdowns and the most yards last year, like, that volume's going to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he really wanted Future Hall of Famer. Really wanted Julio there in Tampa, and he's got his got his man. Let's let's see what it turns into. So huge still late there in the one sixties. Um, AJ Green's an interesting one. Yeah, two hundred plus. I I think it was even two fifties. Like it was really late. Um, How? Yeah, How? But, yeah. That, but, that's but, ridiculous. But the question because yeah, could he be wide receiver one in that team? No yeah. Hopkins for six weeks. Brown, Brown had the driving indiscretion. Who last knows week. What, what what happens with Brown? Whether he, yeah, whether he'll be available week one, and then you know got Isabella Moore behind him. Would do they take the step? So they're resting him like he's not going to mm. play preseason. Mm. He's a he's a vet there. Um, yeah, potentially mm. he could get a lot of volume to start the season before those guys get back available. It, it'll be really interesting to see. So I think AJ Green is a sneaky late one uh, potentially there. I love that. I love both Julio and AJ Green there as late round steals. They're both, uh, you know, talented guys, well proven in the NFL. Guys that are sort of a little bit unproven, who's going to be the number one at the Kansas City Chiefs uh, mm. catching balls from arguably the best quarterback in football? Yeah, and, you know, Mika Hardman is there, mm. incumbent, was, well, I guess, wide receiver two. Um, yeah, behind Tyreek. Behind Tyreek. Didn't have numbers that, you know... Not, yeah, that, not that huge numbers. But bring the house down, but, uh, you know, for, for his ADP, you don't mind it. Yeah, well, he's going to 160s at the moment, but you have to ask... You, Pointed it out there. Who's going to be wide receiver one? They've got Juju and MVS, who are both ahead mm-hmm. of Hardman, um, and then they've got uh, 
Sky Moore, mm-hmm. so who's the, who's the rookie? And those four essentially are their four wide receivers. That's yep. how they've listed them in the depth chart. They've got you know wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and they kind of break it down with the two of them there. Um, so yeah, does Hardman? Um, if, if MVS is the deep threat, is Juju going to be the wide receiver one? I don't know. I don't. I kind of don't see it. Needs a bounce back year. Has been hurt. Both of those guys going ahead of Hardman. Um, Hardman maybe is the incumbent. Has good chemistry there. But training camps all been about Sky Moore, so Sky mm. Moore might sneak in. And I think all three of those are going ahead of Hardman. But well, again, watch preseason, check it out, see what it looks like. Uh, I'd be interested to know if Hardman had any numbers today from the that game, um, and what that looks like. What that looks like in the preseason. It might be the hardest to predict wide receiver room in the NFL. Yeah, with so much upside with the quarterback. So much upside. So much upset. Obviously, they're going to be wide receiver two behind Travis Kelce. Kelce. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but uh, a lot of potential for for one of these guys. Uh, perhaps um, you know well, un- underrated. And I said it before, Tyreek Hill was wide receiver six, hundred and eleven receptions. I think last year. Like, there's no reason why that can't be Mikael Hardman. Similar kind of player in yeah, uh, in yeah. in. in being fast and shifty, you, you saw what Juju did a few years ago. You know, a lot of people uh, might have had him in your in your top fifteen wide receivers just a few years ago in the NFL. Uh, can he, you know, reignite his career mm-hmm. as a chief? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, catching balls from Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? Definitely. Uh, uh, any uh, anyone any of note? Sky Moore played a lot uh, yesterday, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, rookie. yeah. So just on Harbin, real quick, he got one target. Um, ran it for nine yards or caught it for nine yards. One reception. Yeah. Um, Sky Moore had three targets. Um, average seven point seven total, twenty three yards. Um, no juju, no MVS. Uh, MVS had two targets, caught it, caught one for eleven yards, and no juju. No juju from yeah. what I think Joji's yeah. still coming back from injury, and then well, by the sounds of that, those target numbers, I'd say Hardman and uh, MVS started with. Um, uh, Mahomes and then probably went off when Mahomes finished as well. Yeah, and but more would have played more. Uh, and I guess that's the that's the list of what I had. Do mm-hmm. you guys have any other wide receivers that jumped out that we may not have mentioned here? Because there is a lot. Did we talk about DJ Moore, Carolina? No, we didn't. But again, another another guy quarterback situation. He's going to be um, he's going to be massive. Did we talk about Mike Williams? Charges uh, as another good wide receiver too. No, but we talked about Allen as a the volume there, and I think he's a he's a touchdown machine. So we spoke about T Higgins being maybe the best wide receiver too in the NFL. I think Mike Williams might have something to say about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, kudos around the Chargers offense and yep. and under Justin Herbert. Um, I think Mike Williams uh, m- might be uh, someone to throw hey, a bit of your, your yeah. draft stock. Of those two going there, you'd pick Mike Williams over DJ Moore. Yeah, ju- but just that, it is, it that's is just quarterback just quarterback. That's, that's what, just quarterback. It is related. a wide receiver two over a wide receiver one. But, you know, from what we've seen, um, a few air balls from Baker, Mayfield, Sam Darnold, the same. Uh, they just haven't looked great over there in Panthers' world. So we'll have to see what it looks like. Adam Thielen last year caught – he was very touchdown dependent. Mm, yeah, um, injured a fair bit too. Yeah, so maybe a, a little bit of a, a downturn from him. Yeah. But, uh, I, again, I'm prove, a, proven. I'm avoiding. You're avoiding? Yeah. I, I like do like the new Rams offense system they're going to be running over there with their, um, their former OC as their head coach now. Um, but I'm just waiting on Thielen. Um, I, I want to see more before I commit. Hunter Renfro? 
Mm. Raiders, massive, Raiders. Year, massive year last year. Obviously, they bring in a guy called Devontae Adams. Might take a little bit of uh, yeah. of, of his shine away. Yeah, and Waller has been hurt again. Mm. So, I think he's got hamstring, uh, minor hamstring issues, uh, which might help Hunter Renfro for value. Um, but I just think the way that um, – new offensive scheme, though, as well. Josh McDaniels is over there. We'll have to see what that looks like. Um I think he gets a ton of ball and is a steal there at forty-first uh, ADP for yeah. for receivers. The, the risk is that he won't. Um, maybe he gets a ton of ball, but uh, the Raiders lack touchdowns through the yep. air last yep. year. And we'll we'll have to see. Um, and if they get more, maybe a lot of that goes to to Adams and a healthy Waller. So we'll have to see. He should still get a lot of volume. The last one I want to ask you about: Christian Kirk uh, got that big, big deal for I think third highest paid receiver in the league this year at Jacksonville. His ADP is forty two amongst uh, yeah. receivers. And I think anyone that picked Jacksonville um, wide receivers last year will feel um, <laughs> will There's understand. No yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, we need you know there was other problems there, but we will need. Lawrence to probably take another step before you commit to any of those, especially that high. Yes, he got paid, but I don't think he was, you know, he was second field, good fiddle of Hopkins for a very long time. And Hopkins, you know, even though he's got a six-week ban, I think still floating around in the in that 40 to 50s kind of range. Yep. So, yeah. And he'll walk back into as a wide receiver one in that, that team. 100. Future Hall of Famer. Marks, mm. anyone who didn't cover? Or? Um. Not pretty happy. really, pretty happy with that. I think, do you reckon Chase Claypool would be someone to watch? Probably not in that the draft, but I'd say the season? I'd say no. No, he has been hurt. George Pickens is where it's at. Yeah, the rookie, yeah, okay. rookie. Mm. Yeah. Especially if you're in some kind of keeper setup. Yeah, yeah. He's been blown around away training camp. He could be the next, you know, big Steelers wide receiver, and they yeah. they go through him pretty quick, and they they draft him. Um, you know, drafting the good guys, uh, pump out the old vets, and they do mm. that quite regularly. So, yeah, yeah, I think George Pickett fits that mould as the next big thing in Steelers Nation. Mm. Here's the take-home message. We're, we're nearly down to, you know, the, the 50th projected uh, receiver to go <laughs> yeah. in, in this draft. <laughs> There's not much running back depth. There's a lot of receiver depth. You yeah. probably need to get some good running backs early, and then you can take a bit of a punt perhaps with, yeah. with your receivers later on. Yeah, agreed. You, yeah, pick wide. You pick running back one, two, maybe even third round, and then you just pick wide receivers for the next ten. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you're probably going to hit a few of those darts. Are probably going to land. That's right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, you're going to get value. And your quarterback is Brucey from longest yard. Yeah. <laughs> Knew I shouldn't have had that popcorn. Yeah. Oh, you can take Matthew Stafford late. late, yeah, late, late so yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's lots of ways of strategy to structure it, but. Overall, there's lots and lots of depth in the wide receiver mm. rooms because of the amount of talent that has been coming out from the last three drafts. Let's go. We're nearly at real football games. Only a few weeks to wait. Yes, That'll bring us into our On the Esky final round. Ding, ding. Okay, so a little bit of UFC news first. Uh, so Jared Cannonier coming off that loss to Israel Adesanya. He's going to uh, fight Sean Strickland, UFC 283. Yeah. Is this confirmed? And Strickland coming off that loss to Pereira as well, so who are going to fight for the belt. So mm-hmm. both both middleweights trying to uh, regain their momentum in the middleweight division. Um, I'm not sure of the UFC. I knew it was towards the end of the year. Um, uh, do you have Was it 283 or is it a different one? 
283 is upcoming, nothing announced. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Just nothing announced moment? for 283. Yeah. Maybe it's too far away. Because I, th- I think it said October, which is actually... Not that far away. Er- would not be that far earlier away. than 283. That would be like yeah. 280, mm. yeah. 281. Maybe just uh, search Cannoneer Strickland. Uh, and, and, and Glover Teixeira and Yuri Pohaka going to run it back. Mm-hmm. It looks like that's confirmed and that's going to be at USC 282, which I think is December. So much. This, that's so cool. Like that's one of the all-time fights in in UFC yeah. history. I think and it's th- running it straight back, and fair enough to it. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, to Sarah was winning that fight, would have won it if they'd gone the next minute <laughs> in, into judges' decisions. Um, but then uh, there really hasn't been anything else in that division. Kind of take another step up to mm. you know. Um, I think does Jan Jan fight soon? I think. Blahovic. Yeah, Blahovic. I think he's got a fight coming up. And then that's probably uh, to get him back in that conversation and that will then be who he'll get to – well, if he wins, he'll get the winner of this. Yep, fair. Uh, did you get a uh, date yeah. or, or an event for that Canonier Strickland? Um, it's in the works, but they're looking at uh, – it's looking for it to be the main event for UFC Fight Night events on – Fifteenth of October. Yeah, in October. Okay, cool. Yeah, the October. Just around the corner. Uh, do you have Jan's opponent? I'm bringing that up now. Working overtime. It is. Yeah. Not getting paid overtime, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm probably on the wrong website as well. Anyway, uh, UFC ESPN uh, San Diego was today. Mm. Um, two good fights in this one uh, with the featherweights mm-hmm. and bantamweights mm-hmm. uh, being the co. Main and main events. What did you see, Beppy? Yeah, I watched this uh, Nate Landveer, uh, David Anama fight uh, as the, as the co-main between two featherweights who just exchanged bombs for three rounds. The commentators were hamming it up. They were saying <laughs> it's the fight of the summer. It's you know one of the all-time UFC fights. Maybe a little bit overs. However, yeah. that said, was an excellent, it's still fight. An excellent fight. The yeah. crowd loved it. They exchanged big time, and there was a lot of speculation as to mm-hmm. the result. Uh, so one judge scored a twenty-eight twenty-eight draw, and then two judges went twenty-nine twenty-seven to Landy. Essentially, the first two rounds was just unloading can of whoop ass on mm. on David Anama, and then Anama rocked him and nearly, nearly. Uh, knocked him out in the third, um, but Lanvey, uh, lucky enough to hold on. He's a bit of a showman, uh, mm-hmm. you know. He's Great primer afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he's probably not doing too much in, in the featherweight division as a 34-year-old moving forward, but a, a really entertaining fight. Check out the highlights of that if you didn't see it. And then uh, the, 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 the big... Draw card in this one was Marlo Chido Vera taking on Dominic Cruz. Chido Vera uh, stringing together a, a pretty nice resume of late. He, he's fighting a lot. He's been fighting pretty much three, four fights a year for the last few years. Yep. And uh, and that kick, uh, it broke Dominic Cruz's nose. I think you can see the nose move yeah. sideways with with the connection and dropped him in the third round. Um, moving forward, I think Chido really establishing himself. Uh, there, yeah, I think he's called as for, a Ben and White, yeah, yeah, for a championship fight, and that Ben and White division's he's, getting, he's is, definitely is going close, very, very, hot. definitely going close, and then Dominic Cruz. Well, uh, he's fifth, so you've got 
Um, Pillarshaw's two, Sterling. <laughs> yeah, you calling it Pillarshaw these days? <laughs> yeah. Sterling's one, and then you. I think Sean O'Malley's not ranked, but he's got Yarn, who's three. Yeah, uh, that's upcoming. No, um, well, Sean O'Malley is ranked these days, but yes, but he's not ranked four. Is what I'm getting. Correct, sorry. correct. Um, yeah, so so you're right. Yarn one, uh, Pillarshaw two, Jose Aldo, who we'll see next week. We'll talk uh, about him yes, in a second. Uh, Corey Sandhagen, maybe that makes sense, and and Chitavira five. But uh, he's, he's demolished a lot of his opponents of late, uh, Marlon Chido Vera. Yeah, got, he's definitely in title contention conversation. Got the country of Ecuador behind him. Um, and, and then moving you know, towards um, a, a, a possible title fight moving forward. Poor Dominic Cruz. He looked a little bit slow. He looked like a, well, he, he, looked, he looked pretty good. Like He looked on song for his um, ability to land, but he was just... Mm. Um, Jim, just didn't have the Jim power. Was concerned. Yeah, Jim was concerned. Every time Vera landed a power shot, like he he sat, sat him in the chair, as they were saying on commentary. So, yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Like it's pretty impressive for Cruz, who was the best bantamweight in the world in 2010, yep. uh, to still be going yeah. a, mm-hmm. around, probably um, in the USC Hall of Fame. Yeah. moving forward. Yes, yeah, mm. you know, held that belt for a long time. Had at least three major injuries at separate times and missed a lot of lot of his career, unfortunately. Mm. Fortunately, but yeah, still ranked eighth, still bringing it to um, you know top contenders, top ranked fighters. It just he, the division's probably passed him a little bit, uh, yep. unfortunately. Uh, As a thirty-seven-year-old, that's fair. Does yeah. does yeah, he retire moving forward? There wasn't anything formally after yeah. the fight to yeah, get head kicked in the face and break your nose. Probably not a great time for retirement, but we'll see. He'll go back to commentary. He's excellent in commentary, and yep. we'll see what that looks like going forward. And we've got a massive, massive UFC 278 mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. The pound-for-pound pound champ, Kamara Usman, uh, going for his sixth, that's right, sixth title defence against Leon Edwards in the welterweight division. Leon Edwards hasn't fought since uh, that, that war against Nate Diaz in in, uh, in June of last yeah. year in where we saw Leon Edwards tail him up for four rounds and then yeah. Nate Diaz it's nearly, landed, nearly landed, landed 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 one of uh, one of the up you know one of the turnarounds uh, of of UFC history. Uh, what do we think going forwards here? Uh Usman Probably on paper too strong for Leon Edwards. But yeah, if he's been wrestling his brother at all, then yes, definitely. He's a big boy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Edwards, yeah, I guess he's got preference for, for wrestling. That'll, in the welterweight, they all have a very good wrestling background. Mm-hmm. That'll, that usually cancels themselves out. And I just don't think Edwards has it on the feet for, for Usman. Um, I think Osman's definitely taking that step forward, and not to completely write off, write him off, and say he's going to shit the bed. But yeah, I just, mm. I just think it's it's Usman fight to lose. Yep, it's a tough ask going against the pound for pound champion of the UFC, a bloke that's already defended his title six times uh, and is making a case. Uh, to, to be the best welterweight of all time. Uh, our friends, uh, unofficial sponsors at Sportsbet, have Kamara Usman at $1.28, Leon Edwards yeah. $3.74. Yeah, very fair there, I'd say. Paolo Costa makes his uh, return to the octagon after, uh, well, actually both these fighters on two uh, lost slides. Uh, Costa mm. being the sixth-ranked middleweight, uh, obviously, you know, fallen from grace since since that uh Israel Adesanya fight mm-hmm. and Luke Rockhold, who went up to light heavyweight, actually lost to that man uh, Jan Blahovich that we were just talking about before, and also Yoel Romero, um, coming back down to middleweight. Uh, obviously, where he won the belt, uh, won the belt, an old head, uh, a very talented fighter. 
uh, going up against Paolo Costa. Uh, how do we see this one playing out? Uh, if Costa doesn't hit the goon bag, he'll win this. It's gone from he's a bit tired to it was a nice drop of red to <laughs> it was goon of fortune. <laughs> goon of fortune. Uh, yeah. The, the excuses that that man made after that fight, uh, they, they make one question probably, you know, attitude, yeah. ma- maybe even character. Yeah. I, I think overall talent and uh, ability, he should probably knock out Rockhold. I just don't think Rockhold's got the chin anymore. How no. old is Luke Rockhold, if you wouldn't he's mind? Because oldest, but he's been around Costa the is, is pretty much prime yeah. in mm. terms of, of age. I'd he's say mid-30s for Rockhold. Always uh, in impeccable shape. Mm. Yeah, how old's Luke Rockhold? 37. Yeah, it's getting on, isn't it? Yeah. We, we just saw... It's, it's almost a similar situation as Cruz. Like we just saw a 37-year-old, you know, yeah. uh, ex-champ. Um, yeah. And Rockhold hasn't fought since 2019 as well yeah, in the so UFC. Two, two, three years, if you, if you wouldn't mind, um, yeah. you know, between yeah. drinks. It, it's, a, it's a tall order. Obviously, we've, we've seen strange... Uh, Results, you know, happen, but you, you'd, Odds. you'd think Paolo Costa uh, has has the advantage here in this mm. one. Uh, odds, according to our good friends at Sportsbet, pretty similar to the main event. Paolo Costa, $1.37. Luke Rockhold, $3.11. Mm. This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. The third-ranked Jose Aldo uh, going up against Marab Vashilvili. I've practiced on that one before. Don't know if I got it, but, you know, let's go with it. Georgian, Georgian uh, Mirab uh, in the bantamweight division. 35-year-old mm-hmm. Jose uh, takes on Mirab after Mirab's got gone on a streak. Seven-fight uh, win streak uh, going up against another form, former champ in, in Jose Aldo. Um, wh- what, do we, what do we see here? Aldo, 35 years of age, I mm. believe. So not yeah. quite, not quite as old. Uh, but 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 still, you know, on pr- probably the wrong side of the hill, uh, uh, yeah. up against an up and comer in Marab. Yeah, it's. I'd want Aldo to win because um, it's probably his last chance at another title fight. Being there in the third, if he wins, uh, he definitely puts himself in that conversation. Um, whether they'll give him fair or first, I don't know. But I, I think that definitely puts him in the potential of getting the winner of um, Pillashore and Sterling. Mm. Agreed, agreed. Um, maybe a little bit of favouritism shown towards Jose Aldo uh, if he was able to win this one based on prior achievements in, in the UFC. Mm. Uh, the odds in this one will be interesting. You'd think, I would think maybe kind of 50-50 kind of fight. Has you got Aldo's record there, James? I think he's only lost in title fights recently. It's not many. It's not many. Mm. And uh, the bookies are pretty close as well. Uh, Vashvili, uh, $1.82 to Jose Aldo's $2.02. Uh, the, obviously, the, the closest odds um, in, in in this main card. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm just having a look. So he lost to... Peter Yan for the vacant belt. Mm-hmm. Title fight. Um, title fight. Uh, he did lose to Marlon Morris um, on his Ben Weight debut. Mm. Um, and he also lost, lost to Volkanovski. Um, back, back in May of 2019. Back in May, yeah. But has be- he beat Chido Vera uh, back, back in December 2020. So mm. I don't mm. know if he, if he wins this fight. It doesn't make sense to give him again. Yeah, exactly. Does he have to get him again, him being a lower-ranked opponent? You'd, you'd think maybe not. No. And with, with you know, TJ's fighting the champion and Jan's got a, 
dance card already with um, Sean O'Malley. Like, yeah, it makes sense. If Aldo uh, wins his Aldo title wins. fight. Yeah, title fight. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the like way I it said, looks. Potentially maybe the last one for him. Yep. Yep. Again, mm-hmm. he seems like he should be older than 35 considering the uh, the career achievements, but he, he is only 35. So uh, still, still might have a little bit of fight left mm. in him. Uh, the other uh, uh, main card... Fights in this one. Marcin Tybura taking on Alexander Romanov in the heavyweight division and Tyson Pedro uh, fighting Harry Hunsucker in the light heavyweight. Mm. We'll be on a Bucks party, boys. Let's go. Yep. Sunday. <laughs> it's in Salt Lake City. So for those wondering about... The Bucks party. Oh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> what? Let's go. Bunch of Mormons <laughs> partying. It's not even winter time. There's fuck all to do there. The Jazz aren't playing. <laughs> No, I think the I think Wollongong might be might be <laughs> fun. Anyways, uh, for those that are wondering about times and 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 that, it's very similar to a Vegas card. So main card kicking off about midday Australian Eastern, um, and the the main events around maybe two two thirty. That's it. I've just uh, noticed on the prelim as well, uh, Francisco. I'm not sure if I got that right. Uh, Figueredo is fighting younger brother of ah uh, younger brother uh, of Davidson. Figgy, Figgy's yeah. brother. Flyweight same division. Yes. That's yeah. same division? Imagine that. Imagine oh. brothers fighting each other. Yeah, same division. That's that's wild. That's wild. Surely you get to a point where you're like, all right, you got to fucking put on 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever happened in the UFC because the Nog brothers are the only ones I can remember and they were different divisions. And we're talking they about... They never fight each other in pride. Or we were talking about the Usman brothers last week as well. They're, they're in different divisions. Very different divisions. <laughs> Diaz brothers. Diaz brothers. Ooh, Diaz brothers are close in division, but they, yeah, they never fought each other. No. They've probably fought each other plenty of times outside of the <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say so. Yeah. I reckon there might have been a bit of sparring yeah. between those two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, the other little bit of news, news if you will. Paddy the baddie, Paddy the baddie Pimlet. <laughs> About 200 pounds weighing in. Uh, We we were talking pre-show about sustainability and a bloke that likes to fight and train and a bloke that likes to have a beer and enjoy his success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we see him moving forward in in that division? Still still unranked, um, you know, living that kind of lifestyle, liking to to live up, um, you know, and and revel in in his success and then then hit camps and and, and knuckle down. Yeah, well, it's not an issue currently, but, you know, it's been two weeks and he's... Winning fights, yeah. Yeah, Mm. technically put on 55 pounds. We think it's probably more Well, caveats, caveats, yeah. yeah. His walk-around weight, probably more like 170, 175, maybe enjoying himself. A little little bit of bloat weight, you can lose that yeah. pretty quickly, speaking mm. from uh, personal experience. <laughs> yeah, just uh, quick, quick visit to the to the dunny. So that's yeah. right. Yeah, little little bit of uh, a bit of fluid <laughs> fluid maybe rolling around there. But th- we saw this last time after he won. You know, went out, enjoyed his pints. Uh, you know, celebrated. Uh, you know. As a scouser should, um, and then and then it hits the camp and mm-hmm. and, and drops the weight. But yeah, may, maybe uh, a little bit of, of question around. You know, is that the way that an elite athlete, uh, you know, you know, treats it? Uh, I think the counterpoint to to that is uh, Tyson Fury. Like we're, we're you know we're talking about possibly one of the best heavyweight boxers true, of all time, true. but he's in an unranked um, position. And uh, yeah, like a you know, I think they have a limit of. How uh, they got to be like over a certain weight. They can't. Oh, he, yeah. In, in, ter- in terms of, of um, turns yeah. out blowing out too yes, much. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you also think about boxing and you know mo- most boxers True, being, but if, if, being if, chiseled and and not having yeah. you know. <laughs> but if, t- if Tyson wants to fight at yeah. four hundred pounds, he can. 
Whereas, Whereas you know, Paddy, Paddy has, has to come has down to make weight. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Um, but it, I think fucking good on him. It's yeah. only going to make him more yeah. likable, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly. it. So, Wally can, he might as well yeah. fight and enjoy fighting. Yeah. It's, um, it's probably that, yeah. that he fluctuates in weight a little bit. Then exactly. Come yeah, back in five years can, and let's see if it's an issue. <laughs> so. Yeah, like you said before, like it's the sustainability of it. Can he do that when he's so he's twenty seven now? Can he do that when he's thirty two? Thirty seven. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting, but well, it's just an interesting point. Speaking of Fury, did you see during the week that he uh, travelled across to Iceland to try and call out uh, Thor the Mountain Bjornsson in a in a boxing match? Big money uh, fight again. Uh, yep. Not that Thor Eddie Hall fight probably <laughs> not that I- impressive, uh, especially no. for boxing aficionados, which That's we are it. not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No. I think I think Tyson's maybe looking for a few money fights here. Uh, for me, oh, the, he, well, he doesn't have a dance partner at the moment. So Engano would be fun. Engano yeah, would be, be fun. fun. I, I, yeah, I'd much rather see that yeah. than a, a Game of Thrones actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's even it. though he is fucking yeah. huge. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a reason why he's well, a strong man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the headline of the story was uh, Thor Bjornsson wasn't even in the country, so they just hit up the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Sang, sang Sweet Caroline and smashed whatever drinks they drink in Iceland. That's it. He'd be a bit of fun to hang out with Tyson Fury, that is for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tyson Fury to Paul Gallen, pretty good segue there. <laughs> Equivalent. Yeah, yeah same I, I would say. Uh, and this has serious WWE vibes, serious tag yeah, yeah. team, serious <laughs> gimmick vibes. Oh, 100%. Paul Gallen to fight Justin Hodges and Ben Hannant on the same night. What are our thoughts on this? Is this the state that Australian boxing uh, is in at the moment? That we're, we're going to do a 2v1, obviously not at the same time, maybe some kind of tag team iteration. Yeah, well, I assume one's the main event. Um, so I think uh, Hodges did beat Hannett uh, a couple months ago. So, so Hannett gets first dibs. Is that the qu- Yeah, is that the question? Or do they do Hodges first and then he has, uh, you know, get the main event out of the way just in case... Uh, God forbid, <laughs> Hannah knocks him out. Yeah, uh, imagine that. Then yeah. what do they do? Yeah, so so did they? I do Hodges first. They so have that fight, and then Gallon. If he if he's good to go, we'll then just have a a cool down fight with Hannah. Like, Rare Robin. Rare Robin is the only way to to. Um, yeah, well, yeah. If whoever wins the first one, do they then take on the, on the second? Ryan Robin with a Hodges hand so. font. I don't know. It, yeah, it, who, it, who, it's a bit on the nose for, so for me. Yeah. It's obviously, you know, tr- trying to get people to talk about it and, well, and, and interested in it. That's what we're doing. The, the UFC in the late yeah. 90s figured out this is a problem. You can't do this um, because, yeah, they'd have guys fight and then they'd, you know, get banged up and then they'd have to bring in replacement fighters. So by the end of the night for the tournament would be like two replacement fighters fighting. So, um, yeah, it's... Just, just no, no good. Not a good idea. Screams gimmick. Well, they couldn't. Although get, they couldn't inter- get the SBW fight, so they wanted this. Interested to see how it plays yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. Is there? Have we got dates uh, confirmed? Have they locked this uh, in, or have they just announced October? it? Yeah, Muxy can find that for us. When in doubt, yeah. just go October. You know, it, it's not too far away. I believe. I think they want to do it while September. September. Yeah, they want to do it while 15th, the, foot, while the while football season's still going. What a date? Roughly. I think so. I think it's 15th of September. 15th of September. Yeah. Fucking soon, really. Yeah, and then I think all three of them will probably hang up their gloves after that. Wild. Again, 
Can't be mad. Hate hate the game, not the player. <laughs> Get that bag. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see uh, how that eventuates the old tag team boxing. Who was fighting Mark Hunt? Someone, one of them was fighting Mark Hunt coming up. Mark Hunt must be getting on. He is, but one of them. Someone's fighting Mark Hunt in a boxing match. I saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Chase I that. actually thought it was Justin Hodges. So I don't. I think that was rumored. I'm not sure if anything. Maybe. Mark Hunt is old, yeah, dude. He's in his, 40s, but yeah. He's 48. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, know. I think it was the SBW. They were trying to line Mark Hunt up as like a fight. But I was sort of like, I don't know. That's Did someone click news? Was, is there any recent news in there? I don't know, but Mark here's Hunt? the news. I don't want to watch 48 year olds yeah. fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sit on a beach, have a beer, man. Right. Having said that, like maybe one of the strongest chins of all time. Yes, yes. And, you know, absolute hammers in his hands. So Big time. Uh, so report is that it is Sonny Bill Williams. There you go. Sonny Bill Williams is going to duck Gallon and fight Mark Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did remember that. That's wild. Very wild. Boxing is in some kind of That's state. That's all right. Buzz broke the news. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Buzz, buzz, yeah. buzz. Welcome back to 360 <laughs> this week, Buzz. <laughs> I don't know. There's talk that SBW... Um, ducked Gallon, but maybe Gallon was ducking SBW, so that's why he's gone and gone. Oh, well, I'll beat your one of your former opponents um, better than you did, uh, and mm. then you know try to build that storyline. I'd like to wrap up this segment by saying I don't want to fight any of you. Yeah. <laughs> Hats off to you for getting your money. Yes, yes exactly. F one, it yeah, is the off season. Let's, uh, let's finish. Let's finish with F one. What's going on with Danny Rick? Quick, quick notes. We we covered off all the the hoopla and that with Alpine and McLaren last week. By all accounts, mm. it sounds like uh, Danny Rick has made his um, clause or what he wants to get out of his contract uh, known, uh, which is twenty million. $21 million in USDs because um, the contract's in his favour for options. Um, so he said, give me that money and I will leave McLaren. Um, and sounds like everything's been signed off for Oscar for between he, Alpine and McLaren for him. So that move looks like it's going to happen. They haven't announced anything. It sounds like when Danny Rick finds a seat and they sort out his payout, they'll then announce the drivers for who's sitting where. But... All accounts, it looks like Oscar and Ricardo will switch seats for next year. So mm. Ricardo to Alpine for Alonso's seat, and Oscar not taking that seat and going and taking Danny's. We'll have to see yeah. how that goes going forward. But that's that's current rumors for there. But yeah, mm. big big money. Uh, that's huge money for for Danny um, to then yep. do nothing. I think it works out if it's Alpine say pay him ten mil, then that ten mil gets taken off his twenty one. Um, so mm, okay. They're essentially paying some of his payout. Yep. For McLaren, so it's interesting, sort of for for Danny Rick, sort of going back to Alpine, former yeah. formerly Renault. Yeah, new um, team principal though. They got Otmar there, who's come yeah. up across from um, uh, from Aston Martin. So mm. yeah, it's diff different situation. But it. yeah, Alpine's um, looked real bad in all of this. They've kind of had the rug pulled from under have, them. Have yeah. Um, that being said, cars still looking good. Um, mm. So still giving him. Are Danny Rick a, a good chance to compete? Yeah, Probably not for championships or anything like that, but arguably they've had better results throughout the seasons. So mm. Yeah, we'll have to see what that looks like next season. And mm. the only other motorsport news we had was the Formula E had an eight car crash, uh, Jesus. a bit of rain, and they couldn't take the corner, so they all ran into each other. Canberra drivers, and shout out, yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> yeah. uh, one car ended on top of the other one. Um, so I think what the driver of that car came out and said. 
uh, you know, thanks to the halo again. Otherwise, I'd be shorter than I currently am. Uh, so, so yeah. where's the Formula <laughs> E at? Is, is this like it's third division or it's well the E stands for electronic. So they're the electric formula oh. cars. So yes, yeah, so this is their. You got. I'd say it's almost the equivalent FP. You know, F two. So F two is F one, F two. Probably Formula E, but yeah, they they're all battery powered. Yes, all battery powered cars, and yeah, mm. did lose um, all the traction, and then all ended up in the barrier. The Prius has taken on the Teslas. Yes, yes. <laughs> this looks like you, you ever go to the fucking Canberra show or Easter show, and yeah. you got to go pick your Dodge car at, yeah. at, at <laughs> the start, and they're all stuck in the. <laughs> yeah, that's what in it the looks barriers. like. That's what it looks yeah. like. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit of rain, and they had all wet tires and. Obviously couldn't make the corner and all in the barrier. But yeah, it was more funny scenes than a big crash. Oh, um, bloody oath. Yeah, yeah, no one hurt. No one hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I must say, if this is the future of uh, motoring, then uh, uh, let, let's let's keep polluting there fucking ozone because uh, this is dismal. Yeah, this that, is real dismal. That, that was all the memes that came out during the week. Yeah, electric was, powered. Yeah, F1's, you know, the, the pinnacle and F you know, FE essentially is mm. the future. And then, you know, hold my beer neck minute, <laughs> put them all in the wall. But yeah. anyway. Should be FF for failed. Yes. In this regard, definitely. <laughs> and that's motorsport. And I think that's potty done as well. That's us. That's us that's done us for two done. weeks. As Affa mentioned, mm. uh, the boy down the end of the table, joining the club, putting a ring on it. Uh, we're going to go celebrate <laughs> next weekend. We'll catch you in two weeks. That will yep. be uh, AFL... Uh, week one of finals. It'll be the week. L- off. Last it'll be the week, week, week off. It'll be last the round of NRL. Last round of NRL. Yeah. No, the, it'll be leading into the last, last round, round of the NRL. We'll be last. Just, just around the corner for the NFL. Yeah, last preseason Seems, round. Um, yep. That's it. I don't know. That's that's not, no more else to report. Mm. Yeah, big, big big results so. from UFC, etc. Yep. Uh, will be, Should be back. back that weekend. Mm. Yes. We've got the BBL draft. BBL <laughs> draft, let's go. It'll be that day. BBL draft. Hopefully yeah. some cricket. A few, platinums, a few platinum players. Um, yeah. That's about it. Thank you it. to anyone that is listening to the Esky this week. Uh, we will see you in a couple weeks' time. Um, mm. Hope you're having a good week wherever you are. You ain't got a dogs. <laughs> <laughs> good. Et cetera. Bye. Bye.